From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome to the program. Seven minutes past the hour. This just came to my mind. Wasn't even going to be my opening comment, but it is now. The New York Yankees were 11 and 17 without Giancarlo Stanton. He's back. The Bash brothers. I mean, it's not like uh, Judge and Stanton hit multiple home runs or anything last night, but just the the presence. What, what happened during the month of August pitchers teams just stopped pitching uh aaron judge got the barry bonds treatment they just weren't pitching to him giving him nothing to hit and he is still having a monstrous season he's slightly behind roger maris i think by about one home run behind roger maris uh for the what i'm considering the all-time record i'm not counting any of the the popeye roid era uh records i'm not counting them uh, 61 is the record, and I think baseball should revisit that, actually. I mean, I know it's tough for them because they celebrated all that stuff that was going on. And now what would they do? Go back and, and trash it. But I just don't think it's fair. You know, I know in the 70s, you know, they said that baseball players took greenies and things like that. So they took downers to sleep they took uppers to to play but that doesn't do anything compared to what the steroids do anyhow the yankees are now one and oh four in a row actually but one and oh was stanton back uh he was an all-star this season had had a great season going on 20 some home runs 64 rbis and it basically has missed an entire month but he's back in the lineup. DH for a little bit. They're going to then bring him back where he'll play the field. They've got a lot of outfielders now. Too many, actually. But in baseball, I guess you can't have too many because injuries happen. So the Yankees, I forget the score. It's too late for me. But uh, 14 to something, 3 or something. It was 10 nothing at one point. I woke up for a few minutes. Game didn't start until 9.40-ish Eastern. So that's... I don't like it when they're on the road like that. I don't get to watch the whole game as it is, but no chance when it starts at 940 and you wake up at 215. But I did uh, wake up a couple of times during the game. I saw the the 10 nothing lead. Then I saw when they had a few more runs tacked on. And I know it's Oakland, but still, uh, they're all major league players. And... Stanton being back is very, very good. Benatende is starting to play very well. Uh, I love this new rookie, Cabrera. This kid can play third, short, second, left field, and right field. I think he's like 22 years old, maybe. Maybe not even. I mean, that's that's incredible to have somebody that can do that. DJ LeMahieu, who my older brother and I, we call him, the he actually coined it, Jay, the modern-day Lou Gehrig. 
which I love. So I'll sometimes just write them in capital letters, M-D-L-G, which is modern-day Lou Gehrig. He can play third and first. No, yeah, third, first, and second. So he's extremely valuable. Chris Rizzo, I have to say, has the greatest footwork, former Chicago Cub, greatest footwork. Should I get plural there and say feet work? I don't know. Footwork, the best that I've ever seen. He is on that bag for a split second. He catches the ball, boom, his foot's off the bag. In fast motion, you actually, your eyes play tricks, and you wonder, did he take his foot off the bag too soon? But he never does. And he fields the position like a maestro. Honestly, he's he is the best first baseman I've ever seen. And I have followed baseball since I was in single digits. I've never seen anyone better. Phenomenal. And he's very good at the plate. He with uh, Stanton out, he was the um, saving grace because they had him hitting behind judge. So you need that if you've got nothing going on. You know, how you get around this kind of thing of, of pitching, not pitching to someone, even though if you remember in Barry Bonds's case and you talk about the ultimate compliment, I don't know how many times it happened, but it happened more than once. I guess it would be easy enough to look up. They have the stats for every hiccup, everything that's ever happened. But on multiple occasions, with the bases loaded, teams walked Barry Bonds. They would rather give up a guaranteed run, forfeit a run, than what he might do to them. So how do you like that? It doesn't get much better than that. All right, my friend Tom, former mayor, current councilman, Tom says Keith Hernandez, Chris Rizzo's better. Keith Hernandez was great, don't get me wrong. And I'm not, Tom knows me. Tom knows me for a lifetime. I'm not one of those people that, oh, because somebody today, I see someone right now, so they have to be the best. I'm going back. Don Mattingly was a great first baseman. Chris Rizzo is better. In my estimation, Chris Rizzo, Rizzo is better than Keith Hernandez. And if you started to think about the great first baseman, underrated because of his hitting, Willie Stargell was a great first baseman. He fielded the position unbelievably. This guy Rizzo just has footwork that's like a maestro. He's just that good. So I put him really in a, in a class, a league of his own. Let's have some fun with that. I, I don't think on air, because I have too much other content I want to share with you, but you can email me. You can send me through social media. Even if we're not friends on social media, you can send me a message. Tell me someone better. Now, maybe you don't, you, maybe you don't even know who Chris Rizzo is. Because I, I heard of him, but I didn't know. I, I, I started watching this guy when he became the Yankees' first baseman this year. And I said, this guy's phenomenal. And I'm in love with his footwork because he just makes plays happen. He can, oh, and he can stretch for the ball. 
He knows when he can wait for the ball, and he knows when he's got to go out there and get it. And I've seen plays where he has done unbelievable stretching to where he's getting the ball sooner. And, you know, in baseball, it's it's split-second stuff. You wait on something, the runner is safe. You go get it. It's like players that wait that extra bounce, and next thing you know, the runner's safe. He is just phenomenal at every aspect, and he's a great left-handed hitter, particularly great in Yankee Stadium. So, yeah, I appreciate Tom sending Keith Hernandez, who was phenomenal. He was great. But I don't think he's as good as, as Rizzo. I just don't. After the break, we knew this all along, but all doubt has now been removed. This is the, not the smoking gun. This this is the whole kit and caboodle with respect to how the FBI got involved in the 2020 election purposefully to aid Joe Biden. And I will prove it when we come back in a few minutes. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5 South Jersey's number one talk station. Finding great candidates to hire can be like when you need to know. It's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. This portion of our program, Hurley in the Morning, brought to us in part by Batteries Plus Bulbs with stores in Northfield, New Jersey at 900 Tilton Road, right next door here to Broadcast Center. And on Route 73 in Mount Laurel, New Jersey, Roy, Scott, and their team are extraordinarily service-minded. They have creative solutions to fix your cell phones, tablets, batteries for your various power tools, cars, boats, motorcycles, golf carts, and other devices. They have performance batteries. They have what you need to get ready for storm season as well, which is here. It's right around the corner. If that, I mean, it's very, very close. They have generators and so much more. Shop local. Shop batteries plus bulbs and tell Roy and Scott that Harry sent you and see what happens. Uh, I've been told good things happen when you mention my name. I don't want to promise anything, but good things have happened. That much I will say. They'll do cell phone and tablet repairs with no appointment necessary. Just go in. Margie with a lifeline. Uh, I was saying Chris Rizzo, who I've known since 1980 from Ventnor, Anthony Rizzo. Uh, so let's get that correction out on the floor. And before I get to the uh, the big news, uh, I decided to give some thought during the break to the top first baseman in the history of the game. Now, of course, you have Lou Gehrig. A lot of factors. If if you say, the, for example, if you were picking the player you would want to be your first baseman, you would want someone that can field the position. But would you take somebody that hits unbelievably for average, for power and all of that, and that maybe there's someone that's a slightly better or even substantially better defensive player, but then they have no offense. So I'm speaking about defensive player, not the all around that, you know, if you said, hey, Harry, are you going to take Anthony Rizzo or Lou Gehrig? I mean, give me a break. If you don't know who I'm picking there, then we don't know each other after 30 years. I'm taking Rizzo. No, I'm just kidding. I'm taking Lou Gehrig. 
But this was a great item that I found. And also, too, remember that many players, middle of their career, towards the end of their career, they switch to first base because they can no longer be an outfielder uh, as effectively as they were and so on. So I want to give you a top 10 list that's from a very cool baseball reference site called PitcherList.com. They have the top 10 of all time first baseman. Number 10, Jim Tomey. Great guy, too, by the way. I'm not going to split hairs there. I mean, look at his look at his offensive stats. Number nine, Miguel Cabrera, hitting machine. I never heard of this guy. Roger Connor played for the Troy Trojans, the New York Gotham's and Giants, Philadelphia Phillies, and St. Louis Browns. Career average hitter 316. Had 8,847 plate appearances. It says likely many people reading this have never heard of Roger Connor. Thank you. After all, he did, I looked him up, he did retire 125 years ago. But he's in there. Number seven, Jeff Bagwell. Number six, Cap Anson. He played in the late 1800s. Boy, what a long career he had. 1871 to 1897. That's 26 years. 27, actually. He had 3,418 hits. Number five, Dan Brothers. He played in the late 1800s and came back for one year in 1904. Number four, Frank Thomas. The Chicago White Sox, great. Number three, Albert Pujols. Active player, by the way. Number two, how are you going to argue against this? Jimmy Fox. That's J-I-M-M-I-E, not J-I-M-M-Y. And last but not least, number one, Lou Gehrig. No surprise. No surprise at all. Cut down short because of ALS, 493 career home runs. He certainly would have had, I think he would have had 600 plus, 9,665 plate appearances, 340 career lifetime hitter, the Iron Horse. What did he play? 2,130 consecutive games until Cal Ripken broke it in 1995. Seven-time All-Star, two-time MVP, batting title champion, and a Triple Crown winner, and also the Yankees won six out of the seven World Series that Gehrig played first base in. Uh, And he was a great first baseman and obviously a great hitter. And he also was a great hitter uh, when it counted the most in the playoffs. And remember, in those days, you had to win the pennant to get into the playoffs. Now you, you, you three teams... Three wild card teams on top of the division winners. So playoff records, they're not fair when you count how many more opportunities there are now versus how many there were then. But he played, he had, let's see, a 361 average 
in his playoffs because it was always World Series. It's all he had. You won your league championship and you went to the World Series. If you didn't win the whole league, you you didn't get to play in the in the postseason. So 361 average in the World Series with 10 home runs and 35 RBIs. I mean, I'm not going to argue against that. I would put him first on any list. They also did something very special. He retired in 1939, six weeks before his 36th birthday. So he was definitely going to play two, three, four more years at least. The Hall of Fame held a special election in 1939 to ensure that he would be enshrined during his lifetime. So that was pretty cool. All right, let me start this, and I'm going to probably need a little bit of time on the other side of the bottom of the hour break. But Mark Zuckerberg, I give him credit, the founder of Facebook, told the truth that his meta platforms suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop story in the final weeks before the 2020 election. We told you they were doing it. We knew they were doing it. We personally knew people that were ghosted or deplatformed or suspended. Some people got uniquely suspended until the day after the election. I mean, th- this was some real crumb bum stuff that was going on. Zuckerberg. And I got to give I got to tell you something. I think Joe Rogan is an ass clown. I watch Buddy Hackett rip him. I'm not a big Joe Rogan fan, but I give credit where credit's due. His podcast numbers are intergalactic, stratospheric, unbelievable. And he's fair. And he's tough on guests, but he's fair with them. He does the Joe Rogan experience. Zuckerberg goes on, and I got to give Rogan credit. He, he brings this out, and here we go. I'm just going to give you a quote. Zuckerberg said, yes, they did suppress the Hunter Biden laptop story in the final weeks before the 2020 presidential election. After a visit from the FBI, he says now, quote, it sucks that the story wound up being verifiable, but it was then. Quote, the background here, this is Zuckerberg, is the FBI basically came to us, some of the folks on our team, and said, hey, just so you know, you should be on high alert. We thought there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about the same kind or some kind of dump that's similar to that now. So just be vigilant. So, you know, you know what that was. That's the FBI speaking a little bit cryptically. But Twitter knew and Zuckerberg knew exactly what to do. Twitter fully blocked the Hunter Biden laptop story. What Facebook did, they act like they're better. The audacity of these these elitist snobs. Facebook merely suppressed it. From being spread widely. Oh, okay. What's that make you? Does that make you good people? For five or seven days when it was basically being determined whether it was false, 
the distribute the distribution on Facebook was decreased. Rogan pressed Zuckerberg on just how much it was dialed down. And Zuckerberg said, quote, just a little bit less. Liar. Liar. Then he says fewer people saw it than would have otherwise. Zuckerberg admitted. Before upping his estimation from, quote, a little bit less to, quote, meaningful amount. Oh, look at the guy's evolving in, in, in one interview. Quote, we thought, hey, look, if the FBI, which I still view as a legitimate institution in this country, I don't. It's professionally law enforcement. If they come to us and tell us we need to be on guard about something, then I want to take that seriously. Yeah, how about free speech? You take that seriously? Because that's just the FBI. They're not in the Constitution. But freedom of speech is. The FBI is just something that they created. Zuckerberg was not sure if it was specifically the Hunter Biden laptop story, but he said, quote, it basically fit the pattern. I have to tell you, I hate the way these people like Zuckerberg speak. Bill Gates does it. Zuckerberg does it. They speak in words that are are basically riddles. In other words, they are less than candid. But but feel good, though, because Zuckerberg says now, I think it sucks, though. It, it, it's yeah, they 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 feel really bad that they helped Joe Biden become president. Yeah, sure they do. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 32 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlantic County siblings have a final meal together at Joe's Steaks and Soda Shop in Philadelphia, which is closing very, very soon in September. I mean, it's days away. Another article that has been, oh my gosh, it's, it went supernova viral. Uncle CC, as he was known, CC Davenport, a Ducktown Tavern legend, has passed away. And another shooting and death. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Half of New Jersey now officially in drought, getting pretty serious. We do have some raindrops in today's forecast, but they will be isolated to spotty at best. We start partly sunny, breezy at times, and hot, high of 90. Watch for those boomers to pop up this afternoon. Could be some localized downpours. Partly cloudy and mild tonight, low 72. Sun and clouds at 86 tomorrow. Again, maybe a few late-day storms. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Schweiger Dermatology. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Delight. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. 37, almost 38 minutes past the hour. Programming note, reminder, today from 3 to 6 p.m. and on Monday from 3 to 6 p.m., We will be guest hosting nationally for Fox News Radio. Looking forward to filling in today for Guy Benson. And what a show we have. We have Miranda Devine. We have the noted uh, economist Stephen Moore. Uh, Oh, we just have so much going on. Uh, I invited John Zarek, and I'm happy that John accepted to um, 
to do a segment on six months. It's a little more than six months now. And the latest in Russia, Ukraine and why this matters in the United States, because I think it's really an important discussion to continue to have, because if you get something like that completely off the radar, then it will lose the support of the American people. It's a very important discussion to talk about why there is a vital national interest there uh, for us to support Ukraine and to um, to keep that dialogue going, because if we don't, that 53 percent support right now that there remains will be less and would just continue to dwindle. This uh, expression that I do believe that I invented, but when I'm not sure, I don't take the collar. So I leave it open to what I think I created the expression liars who lie about lying. This White House is so blatantly dishonest. They went from saying it was three hundred billion dollars for the student loan forgiveness plan. Now it's probably more like six hundred billion And I think it's even more. Now the White House says it won't cost anything. It will be paid for. Somehow, Joe Biden and his press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, believe that there's some kind of cash flow kabuki where this doesn't cost anything. They, They are lunatics. This is going to cost Hundreds of billions of dollars. It's just a matter of, is it 500 billion? Is it 600, 700 or more billion? And the irony here is, what are they really accomplishing? If you took the entire population of the country, because everything they do is political and strategic. But I don't think they thought this thing through carefully. Let's say you didn't go to college, but you have to pay for your truck and you have to pay for your tools. And when your tools get ripped off on a work site, you got to pay for more tools and you don't get any handout and you got to pay your way. How happy are you about this? If you've taken out Parent PLUS loans for your children or you're the student themselves and you've taken out student loans, which you worked two and three jobs and worked a decade or 20 years or more, whatever, to pay it all back. When you hear this Miguel Cardona, and I love what Peter Ducey did, uh, Mr. Secretary, when, when you do this, the people that paid for their loans, they don't get anything. And, and Cardona said, that's right. Somehow they think this is fair, that if you paid for your loans, you get nothing. I love this uh, comment that Joe Girallo made. He sent it when I was doing a monologue on this yesterday. He sent me a text message, and, and I believe it read that congratulations or something like that. You, you, didn't, you didn't take out any student loans, but now you have. Let me see if I can find it. It's, he said it better than that. Give me one second here, because it is really, it is really good what he, what he wrote. I'm hoping it's in a text. It could have been, could have been, yeah, here we go. 
Just to be clear, there is no plan to eliminate student debt. There is a plan to transfer that debt to those that don't owe it. I will, Joe, I will, and I will give you the collar today nationally. I will use that phrase at some point between 3 to 6 p.m. all across America when we fill in for Fox News Radio's The Guy Benson Show, nationally syndicated throughout the fruited plain. Just to be clear, there is no plan to eliminate student debt. There is a plan to transfer that debt to those that don't owe it. Now, you tell me that that's not the epitome of socialism. You disincentivize hard work. You reward doing nothing. Hey, look at me. I took out all these loans, and now I don't have to pay them. Somebody else is going to pay them for me. Just awful. So if you think about it, if you didn't go to college, this you're either neutral to it or it pisses you off. If you paid loans off as a parent or a student, this is an outrage. Because really, if you were going to give everybody, if you're going to pay everybody's loans off, then you got to go back and, and reimburse everybody who paid their loans off. Now, of course, that would be that would be completely impossible. How far would you go back? It would be it would be cost prohibitive. But it's not fair to do it now. What if you just finish paying your student loans off? What if you've been paying them off? I know someone that's been paying them off. Let's see. The person is now 36 and that would mean 15 or so years, 15 years paying loans. They're down to $4,000. So I guess they'll get their 4000 paid off. But other people, and, and let me tell you something. Believe me when I tell you this, you ain't seen nothing yet. Because they have already forgiven. I'm serious. If you have a good story, go apply for this program that they're doing. If you tell them something like, hey, I got uh, my loans from Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe, and they didn't tell me about how this interest was going to accrue, if I took forbearance, I took forbearance for three years, then I consolidated the loans, and I took forbearance for three more years, then I got more loans, and then I consolidated them. And in case you don't know this, every time... You take out another loan and then you consolidate it into one payment with the other loans that you had so that you only have one and it's ever getting bigger. But one loan instead of a bunch of loans, you start the three-year forbearance all over again. Then if you go into the um, into the fine print of the program, there's something called special forbearance. And you can do that for another three years. So just say you just kept taking out, did a semester here, and you took out some loans. Then you did it again, and you did it again. And you you could forever be in forbearance. Because there's no, you don't have to prove anything. You just say that 
I intend to repay my loans, but I just can't do it right now. And you get approved. And then you get, like I said, you get the extra three years on the special forbearance. You could be in forbearance for 20 years. Now, I will tell you, your loans will go from $50,000 to to 300,000. But you could literally keep being in forbearance. So there's going to be people say, look, I mean, here's the story tells itself. I started out at $100,000. It's now 300000 There's a very good chance. I'm not promising anything, but there is a chance. What was the movie? You mean I still have a chance? Dumb and Dumber or something? There's, I still have a chance? There's a chance that you could have your entire student loans, not $10,000, and they're picking winners and losers all over the place. If you went to this place, boom, you're getting your loans completely paid off, all of them. This already many, many billions of dollars of student loans have been completely forgiven. Not $10,000 and not 20000 if you have a Pell Grant per person. I'm talking big bucks. So when they tell you that this is doesn't cost anything – And because we're doing this, it actually creates revenue and it's going to be paid for. Give me a break. No, no way, no how. This is this is a matter of and they say, well, we don't they they want to tell you we can't tell you how much it is because we don't know is 75 percent of the people going to take advantage. It all depends on how many people take advantage of the program. So then they tell you they can't tell you how much it's going to cost. The old, uh, well, this is not even a vote, but we need to vote on it so we can see what's inside. Here they're just doing it. And keep in mind, Biden said he didn't have the authority just months ago. Nancy Pelosi said just months ago. People are saying a year ago. No, just a couple of months ago, Nancy Pelosi said. Not a year. Even that would be fine. But several months ago. She said that President Biden does not have the authority to do this, to forgive this, that it has to go through the legislature, which is true. So I forget which group, but there, this is being challenged. And it's going to be interesting to see if it can be upheld. But they're just lying about everything. And then now we got to listen because some Democrat won in New York. We got to listen to, oh, this is not going to be a wave election. Uh, Republicans are still going to win, but it's going to be a puddle. Now it's a puddle, they say, not a wave. Just remember what I told you. Don't listen to them. These are the same lunatics and of the ilk of the ones before them. I was here. You were there. 1994, the Democrat media gave the Republicans Zero chance of winning the House or the Senate. Zero chance. This was literally words like the Democrats will carry the election of 94. It's only a matter of how many seats will they pick up. I was here. I covered it. Very, very closely, I might add. I knew the Republicans were going to win the House and the Senate. Now, this year... I told the truth then. I knew it. This year, I don't know if Republicans are going to win the Senate. If it's a wave election, and it should be, 
Republicans should win the Senate. But there's just a lot of, you know, you have a ton of money that's going to influence as many of these races as they can. See what happens in Nevada. Um, I believe Laxalt will win. And but there are several other elections, Oz and uh, Fetterman and Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. I mean, these races are very much in doubt. I kind of think and the Pennsylvania is just a hold, but I kind of think if Republicans win two out of the three, Nevada, Georgia and Pennsylvania, it will be a 51-49 Republican majority. And that's doable. But unfortunately, it's also very possible that Democrats could win two of the three, even three of the three. Republicans could win all three. But Oz has to step it up. I mean, he's running, he's running against a really, really weak candidate. That hasn't been seen except for the TV, which has been market saturation level. This guy has not been healthy enough. He's like he's worse than Joe Biden. This guy was really bad off, not seen for a couple of months, but they made it look like he was out there and vital and healthy and being seen because they ran market saturation level television. All right, a lot still to do. Let's keep it going. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. All right, just enough time to give you a pithy, but it will be completely accurate. Almost everything you need to know about what's going to be happening in the run-up to, it's got to be, I mean, they could do it 9 o'clock, but they have to do it before 12 noon, and that is the release of the Trump affidavit. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhardt, this this is the deal. Now, you be the judge in terms of how much these areas will cover. I suspect there's going to be so much blacked out and and this Justice Department and the FBI, they're so completely politically corrupt that this is very dangerous because they get to release whatever they want. They're all in cahoots with one another. And they don't release everything. And so they release anything they want that makes Trump look bad. So I don't like anything about this. But here's what judge I'm calling a magistrate. He's a fake judge as far as I'm concerned. Bruce Reinhardt seems to love Epstein, by the way, and doesn't seem to like Trump and recused himself from a Trump case just a couple of months ago. But don't worry. How could this be unfair? It, it just couldn't be, could it? So Reinhardt has agreed to redact the identities of witnesses. I'm fine with that. Identities of law enforcement agents. I'm fine with that. And uncharged parties. I'm also fine with that because you shouldn't be released. That's an accusation. And if you're never charged, the documents like these have never been released ever. 
But it keeps going. The investigation strategy, direction, scope, sources, methods, grand jury information. So I, I believe they've covered probably just about everything. There'll be a couple and, and Trump gets no protection here. So anything they say about him, they can they can leave uh, unredacted. Uh, they're the same types of bad people. And we saw what they did before. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. It is open. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. It's uh, approaching seven minutes past the hour. We are wide open for him this hour. New Jersey Senator Michael Testa coming up in the eight o'clock hour. John Walters, who was terrific again. I think this is at least the second month in a row on one of his two times per month with us that I've asked him to move um, because of me. Uh, once, I believe I was away. And uh, this past Wednesday, of course, uh, we were at the Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show, the record-setting Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. Oh, it was glorious. You just, when you go into something, and I, I mean this from a wide spectrum of observation, we are the radio partners, so obviously we want to come through. So at that level, I could not have been more happy. I mean, we were there for Jennifer and I. We were there for twelve hours. I mean, we gave our all to this, and and so did a lot of other partners. And then to see, I mean, everything from the glorious weather to, I mean, the only thing that went wrong, and they even figured a way out. The Golden Knights had equipment failure. That was dealt with, but then there was an issue at the airport that I'm not going to get into. Not, I don't want you to over overthink that. I'm just not going to talk about it. Uh, nothing, nothing tragic, but it prevented the Golden Knights. It grounded them. They weren't able to do what they would have done. That was the only thing. So the Golden Knights had a presence at the air show, but not the big demonstration that would have happened soon before the Thunderbirds. That's the only thing that didn't happen. It was a great show. The Thunderbirds, I've never seen them better. When they come roaring in, a good friend of mine that works at the airport called me, texted me actually, uh, and said so they just left. So you know how fast they go. They're not going 700 miles an hour necessarily, but they're they're moving. They got there in just no time at all from ACY to Show Central. And oh my gosh, when they come ripping by and there were six of them, oh, it's just incredible. And they put on the most amazing show from start to finish. That one part of the show itself, just total showstopper. Just fantastic. So John uh, changed the schedule for us for that. I mean, there was nothing we could do, but we do that every year. And 
we just we we have to clear the inventory and 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 John was very nice to move to today so today we usually would have had probably Don we would have and we're going to do it next week I can promise you also Dinesh D'Souza coming on next week we're going to talk about uh 2000 Mules he's got the movie and of course he's got the book now uh wow he I'll tell you he does he does his homework don't miss that interview next week it'll be Friday from 905 to 920 and then we'll be joined by Don who's going to be talking about all kinds of neat things that are going to be happening over the next week or so uh, entertainment-wise. John Walters, though, today in the 9 o'clock hour is what I'm trying to get at. All right, 609-407-1450. We're going to be in wide open forum for the entire hour. Let's do this. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Wow, wow, wow. Biden, who takes to himself unauthorized authority outside of the executive branch, calling President Trump the fascist. Yes. Right, then well, go. remember, the the only rule, Flash, we all need to just embrace. Don't challenge this statement. Just accept it as self-evidence. Accept it as the truth. Whatever they say is a lie, and the exact opposite is true. Remember, Antifa, they, they, they say they're not fascists. They are fascists. So Biden calling Trump a fascist. And boy, he thought he was just Joe Sharp yesterday. He looked like, honest to God, Izzy Mandelbaum, like a maniac, like a mental ward patient, a hospital patient uh, that 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 escaped. That's what he looks like up there at the microphone. I thought he looked like an unwrapped mummy, but I'll take your, <laughs> I'll take that. Right. Um, yeah. Now I've heard through the grapevine and the conspiratorium to the spiritual end of it is that. Uh, President Trump has documentation on people that have committed uh, crimes against humanity. That's what I've heard. Now, before you think that that's uh, got aluminum foil wrapped all over it, remember it was President Trump that was rescuing children and women from child trafficking and human trafficking. It was President Trump doing that, that evil, dastardly Donald Trump, a great man that Donald Trump is, okay? And my friend always tells me we're not the Abraham Lincoln Republican Party, and i got to point a figure back and say, you're not the Jack Kennedy Democrat Party, and the conversation ends. But that's how I feel about it. But uh, if you take a look, at it, there's always been a, a hidden hand. I mean, the Knights of the Golden Circle I bring up time to time. They say, well, it was found in Akron, Ohio. Then they say, no, it was found in Kentucky. Now they say Pulaski, Tennessee. No, it was found in South Carolina. And in 1800, and this is, this is real factual history, that when uh, the Scottish right when Charleston was designated as the headquarters of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry, it's at that point then on in, all the way up to the 1860 election, the November 5th, 1860 election, that South Carolina became a hotbed of secession. And it was actually a Knight of the Golden Circle, PGT Beauregard, that did the surprise attack on Fort Sumter. It was a Knight of the Golden Circle, John Wilkes Booth, that assassinated Abraham Lincoln. So there's always a hidden hand involved with stuff, man. A conspiracy is not a theory. A conspiracy is a reality. A conspirate, two breathers, one behind the scenes. There's conspiracies being hatched every day of the week, whether people know it or not. But the theory part is, is that we're we're on the outside. Us conspiracy coach. We're we're not we're not we're not a part of that good old boys club. We're on the outside trying to figure out what happened there. So we're actually conspiracy analysts, as uh, Gore Vidal said, and also we're conspiracy realists, as the uh, great. Uh, Ted Gunderson said, and Ted Gunderson said that uh, that was a total smear campaign against um, um, FBI. I can't think of his name now. Um, Jagger Hoover. Jagger Hoover was basically a smear campaign because they had to, they had to ruin the good name of the FBI because that that crowd that works from behind the scenes has been here all along 
but you know we uh, we don't. Uh, yeah, I'm hoping we can take back uh, the, the the House and the Senate, and we also need to have we need to win the the presidency too. But we need to become an Abraham Lincoln Republican Party. Yep, thing. and I got to run. I know you're about to probably bail out too, Flash. You you leave quick. Um, good stuff. I will say the, the the House of the Thing you were talking about. I started to have like close my eyes, and I was going to hear Ralph Cramden talk about the Knights of the Round Table and. And talk about uh, I wouldn't send a horse out on a night like this. And Alice saying, now that's funny. She didn't get it uh, when he was telling his jokes, Sir Lancelot and the Knights of the Round Table. And I wouldn't send a horse out on a night like this. When we come back, more of your phone calls, as always, leave us to your train broadcasting specialist. You will join the program next. It's approaching 15 minutes past the hour. Here's Sean Hannity. I am her early in the morning. Proud to report on the team that plays the winners, WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk station. If you haven't had enough of me, join me today on Fox News Radio throughout the country from 3 to 6 p.m. where I'm filling in today guest host for Guy Benson today and on Monday. The conservative underground meets right now. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Now we have more evidence that what I predicted now months ago is coming true. Home prices in the U.S. declined at the fastest rate last month in over a decade. A continued sign of the ongoing cooling off of the uh, U.S. housing market. And by the way, the sharpest drop in July on record was recorded in 2010. So we're right there. And this, this, this is now a disaster for people. Pending home sales. And what did I say? New construction will stop. Sale of, of existing homes will come to a screeching halt. And then the next thing that's going to happen, and it's happening already, is home values are going to plummet. Check out the Sean Hannity radio show later today. Right here. All right, it's summertime, and if your project to-do list looks anything like mine, it's probably pretty long. You can stay cool, save up to 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com, and ordering online does not mean sacrificing style or service. At Blinds.com, they have premium selections of shades and shutters and drapes and so much more. They have outdoor shades. Just go to Blinds.com right now, save up to 40% off site-wide, up to 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If you or someone you know was diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition due to toxic water exposure at Camp Lejeune, that's a lot to process. So where do you start? DDHelps.com. Start there to find everything you need to know about who qualifies, as well as a simplified version of your legal rights. From how to handle the claim yourself to when you may want to get an attorney involved. At Dudley DeBosier, we're proud to serve those who served us. Visit DDHelps.com. That's DDHelps.com. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, great one. 21 minutes after the hour, I have been having a conversation all morning with two brilliant friends of mine. And one just wrote about uh, Kathy Hochul, this lunatic governor of New York. I told you from the beginning, I, I don't like what Cuomo did, but Cuomo's far better than this Hochul. She is the worst she is so radical it is just unbelievable this is and and biden yesterday i mean these socialist freaks 
they are basically telling, not basically, literally telling the American people. Biden was talking about Trump and Trump fascist voters and trashing voters, citizens of this country, like half the country. This guy thinks it's 81 million people, all that matters from his zombie uh, vote by mail uh, freak election. Kathy Hochul told 5.4 million Republicans to leave New York. Uh, Jesse Waters calls him Charlie Crispy. I have to admit, and I, I used to be, as you know, in the hotel business, and I was responsible for procuring the safest tanning machine that was available in the year 1980. Uh, it might have been 81 for both Steve Wynn and his good friend George Hamilton. So when you would see them very, very tan, it was a uh, item that I had selected, which had eliminated basically all of the UVB and had just the UVA, the tanning rays. None of it's great for you, but there are ones that are worse. Uh, Jesse Waters is right. I mean, Christ, Charlie Christ, who was a Republican until he was an independent, until he was a Democrat. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's just, he's everything man and nothing man at the same time. So, and Charlie Crispy is what I'm getting at. Crispy said, and, and Waters also said yesterday, I thought it was hilarious, that the affidavit is going to be as dark as Crispy's face. Get ready, I'm telling you. That affidavit that's coming out before 12 noon, don't, don't lose any sleep. If this is usually like during the day, if you're a nighttime worker, don't lose sleep. Go, go to sleep and, and do not even give this any thought because they're only redacting the identities of all witnesses, all law enforcement agents, all uncharged parties, the investigation strategy, direction, scope, sources and methods and grand jury information. Other than that, everything is going to be made available sometime before 12 noon Eastern time today. I can't wait to talk about this uh, on the national stage today because this is these people are just so corrupt. They're so blatantly, obviously political. Uh, it's disgusting. So Crispy said he doesn't want anybody that voted for Ron DeSantis to vote for him. To quote Jack Chitterelli, who says that? Who does that? What governor of New York would ever say to 5.4 million citizens to leave? To leave your state? Does she understand if all 5.4 million Republicans left New York, there'd be nobody left to pay the bills. And Joe Biden trashing Trump and Trump voters finds a way to trash the American people. And our former president, immediate past, at the time of his gambit. This is wild what's going on in our country. Understand, we've never seen anything like this before. Maybe at the time of the Civil War, but in a different way. That's why I keep saying this is not the most important election since 1994. This is the most important election since the Civil War. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Are you ready? I'm ready. I wouldn't say I wouldn't send a night out on a dog like this. Yeah, that's what it was. That's right. I don't get it. I don't get it. It's not funny. And then Ralph Cramner says it the other way, and she goes, okay, that's funny. I get that. And, of course, bang, zoom. 
Hey, what what governor says if taxes aren't your issue, then are your issue, then maybe we're not your state. My friend, yeah. Governor Murphy. Yeah. So I, I hope we have a little time, Harry. There's a couple things I want to read to you. I, I like to use the words of these people and then read the words they use later to show that what they said first was a complete lie. So on January 20th, 2021, at his inaugural, Joe Biden said, quote, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uh, uniting our people, uniting our nation. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. The same man yesterday said, what we're seeing now is either the beginning or the death knell of an extreme MAGA philosophy. It's not just Trump, it's the entire philosophy that underpins this. I'm going to say something like, it's like semi-fascism. Same guy said that. So I'm gonna tell you, fascism characterized, who does this sound like, Harry? Fascism is characterized by a dictatorial leader, centralized autocracy, forcible suppression of opposition, subordination of individual interests for the good of the nation and strong regimentation of the society and the economy. Yeah, you, I mean, you just held, held up a photograph of Jersey Joe Biden. It's amazing. Does it sound like Donald Trump and the Republicans or does it sound exactly like Joe Biden, Barack Hussein Obama and the Democrats. Right. So now do what you're very capable of doing. Default to Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. And what do they do? As Tucker Carlson is wont to say, you always know what the Democrats are up to. You just listen to those things of which they accuse Republicans. Now, this this thing about um, um, the, the, the student loans. So. Let me read you something that Barack, Barack Obama said. You might not remember this quote, but it'll come back to you once you hear it. On December 6th of 2011, Barack Obama, and he said this a number of times, I believe that this country succeeds when everyone gets a fair shot, when everyone does their fair share, when everyone plays by the same rules. He said this repeatedly. So fairness under Barack Hussein Obama would include stealing money from hardworking Americans to pay off the debts of deadbeats in order to pander, in order to buy votes, in order to remain in power. That's fairness to Barack Obama. And remember Elizabeth Warren. I know you'll love this one, Harry. There is nobody in this country who got rich on their own. Nobody. You build a factory out there, good for you. But I want to be clear, you moved your goods to market on roads the rest of us paid for. You hired workers the rest of us paid to educate. You were safe in your factory because of police forces and the forces that the rest of us paid for. You didn't have to worry that marauding bands would come and seize everything in your factory. Now look, you built a factory and it turned into something terrific or a great idea, God bless. Keep a, a, a chunk of it. But part of the underlying social contract <laughs> is you take a hunk of that and you pay forward to the next kid who comes along. I love this. Keep a chunk of it. Uh, and remember, Barack Obama also said you didn't build that. 
Yes, and Elizabeth Warren said this first. People think Obama came up with this. This was, uh, Elizabeth Warren made this quote first. Obama dovetailed off of it. So now taking care, let, let's, let's think about this. Little did we know that this included paying the tuition of deadbeat students even after we already paid for the schools they attended and the roads they used to get to them, okay? The, these people, uh, their idea of fairness is, is, is so convoluted um, that the, 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 the schools that we already paid to build that came out of our tax dollars, all the people who didn't even have kids. Right. My favorite thing, though, about all of this was Peter Ducey from Fox News. I can't wait to interview him again so I can regale about that because he got him. Miguel Cardona, sec, uh, the secretary of education, Peter Ducey said, so the people that will have all their loans forgiven, what about the people that paid off all their loans, they're not getting anything. Miguel Cardona said, that's right. Very rare to get a, a unambiguous answer out of this administration. They're so dishonest. I mean, Corrine Jean-Pierre yesterday, going from that it was going to cost $24 billion a year uh, to saying that it's not going to cost anything. This was in the, like in the same press briefing how does it go from $24 billion, which obviously is not true, this is going to be more like $600 billion and beyond? We really don't know. We actually need it to be scored. We need the, um, the Congressional Budget Office. Somebody's got to take a look at this. And when it gets challenged, I, I have to believe unless they corruptly judge shop, which they're capable of doing, this everybody agreed before he did this. He agreed with himself. Now, of course, he may forget that, but he said it, that he doesn't have the authority to do this. This has to be done. Congress has control of the purse strings, the executive branch. It's like it's like in Atlantic City, weak mayor, strong council. If council doesn't approve the budget, the mayor doesn't have a budget. It's not the mayor's budget. It's council's budget. And when they adopt it, then the mayor has a budget as the executive branch CEO, if you will, that they can work off of. Biden doesn't have the authority and he's using he's using a combination of emergency powers of the pandemic coupled with, believe it or not, the Patriot Act of 2001. But this is completely uh, wrongfully being asserted. There's no power granted for the executive to do this. So he's merely just doing it anyhow. And now Pelosi goes from you can't do it to agreeing that he can do it because they are this duplicitous. They are this intellectually dishonest. Super call, Andy. When we come back, it's 32 minutes past the hour. You'll be next. We'll get to you as quick as we can as well. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. It's early in the morning. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley, three stories you can follow right now on the app. Atlanta County siblings have a final meal together at Joe's Steaks and Soda Shop, this iconic restaurant in Philadelphia, closing in days in September. An iconic restaurant for 73 years in Philadelphia. Uncle C.C. Davenport, Ducktown Tavern legend. Former Atlanta County 
government employee. People loved him. He has passed away. We have the story. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Today is our highest chance of thunderstorms of the next five days. But even that's not saying much. We've got pretty typical summer weather as we head into the weekend. Partly sunny, breezy at times and hot today. High at 90, spotty, strong thunderstorms possible this afternoon. Again, spotty. Not everyone will see a storm. Showers linger into this evening, then partly cloudy, low 72. 86 tomorrow, sunny clouds, maybe a late day storm again. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 38 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hey, Harry. I had to lighten up your Friday. Oh, please. Yes. Um, what happens if Condoleezza Rice runs with that guy for governor of Florida? Would it be Rice Krispies? According to Jesse Waters, it would be Rice Crispy. <laughs> A.K.A. Frosted Flakes? Uh, well, Rice Krispies are not Frosted Flakes. Uh, Rice no, Krispies, they're Rice Krispies. That would be the uh, Republican term, the Frosted Flakes. Oh, I see. I get where you. Hey, you're you're on a you're on a roll, Keith. I get it now. That's funny. <laughs> I was being literal, but you were being hilarious. I get it now. How's Have a good Friday. Uh, you too. You doing you doing well? Yes, enjoying the weekend. Good. Good. The air show was incredible. Oh, loved it. Still, yeah. Still, still on a high. Can't wait till next year. Such a great day. One of these days, they have to get the stealth over again. Yeah, they're all great. There are a few things, uh, and I found out why the Blue Angels, for example, have they've only appeared a few times in the last 19 years. They don't do midweek air shows. So they've made an exception a few times, and they've come to Atlantic City. That's how iconic, that's how big the show is. Uh, but they're also very coveted. I, I have to say, though, I love the Thunderbirds. So if it's not the Blue Angels and it's the Thunderbirds, uh, you're never going to hear me complain. They are, they are they're elite. They are fabulous. And it, it, is, um, it is just a marvel to watch them. They're within 18 inches of each other going 700 miles an hour. Hey, maybe for the 20th anniversary, they'll have both. That, that would be something. I've never heard of that because you think about the cost. Uh, you, they're they're considered equal. Some like the Blue Angels better than the Thunderbirds. Some like the Thunderbirds better than the Blue Angels. Some like them both the same. Uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi, although if you are a soda drinker, Coca-Cola and Pepsi are not the same. If you're a Coke drinker, you, you, you know that. If you're a Pepsi consumer you know that well i don't think we'll ever get both at one show but the show has shown the ability to attract one or the other which is pretty special didn't they have one in the past with both i don't i could have i'm gonna say i don't remember that uh if you do uh i'm not gonna rule it out i can't say for sure i don't remember it i i thought that on the two or so years that the Blue Angels were on the on the card, if you will, that the Thunderbirds were not. I don't remember both 
and you think about the length of that demonstration that each of them do, I, I, I think I would remember it's like more than 20 minutes or something, the show. I don't think they had two of them. Uh, I'll, I'll check into it, though. I've been to Tech Center for 30-some years. I do believe like 25 years ago they came, both of them. Well, 25 years ago, we didn't have an air show. We've only had an air show for 19. Oh, maybe the, one of the first initial ones. Well, maybe. I mean, I, again, I don't remember it, but I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to rule it out. I mean, you, you, you're, you're pretty adamant that you think it happened. Uh, I'm going to look into it. We'll, we'll get an answer. Sounds good, Harry. Have right, a good my, weekend. You got it, my friend. You too. 609-407-1450. Let's get the last break in. And when we come back, you will be starring on the Hurley in the Morning program. That makes me happy. 609-407-1450. First time really this hour. We've got some open phone lines. Hope you'll check in. 609-407-1450. New Jersey Senator Michael Testa. And I promise you, because I know some of the questions I'm going to be posing, I sometimes we just do interviews and they're completely organic. And I actually have some formulated questions Uh, So I know this is going to be wide ranging. It's going to be good. Senator Testa coming up in about 20 minutes. And then we have John Walters all about reverse mortgages in today's nine o'clock hour. And that will take you to your weekend. And if you want more of me, you can catch me anywhere in the country. On Fox News Radio, guest hosting today for Guy Benson. And I'm telling you, we have an incredible lineup. Miranda Devine, Laptop from Hell. We have um, Stephen Moore, the former Trump economist. We have John Zarek on the latest in, in uh, Ukraine-Russia and why there is a vital American interest there. Uh, that's going to be very interesting. And I'll give you the rest. And we're going to put a Facebook post up sometime, probably before the end of the program or right after the program ends. You'll have the whole lineup there as well. Oh, by the way, uh, I'm playing injured again today. I've never had this in my life. I had uh, toothpaste spurt into my eye, my left eye, a couple of weeks ago. Irritated me for about two days. This morning, I'm opening up a container of Lysol wipes. I think of the lemon variety. Another freak accident in the studio uh, this time. The other was a, a, a workplace incident at home. I filed a, a workman's comp claim uh, on myself. Kidding. But anyhow, this Lysol thing was open, but you know how you have to have it started? It's like a pop-up thing, and you pull out, and it, it, it they, they have it wrapped in a certain way so that it always has the next one ready to go. Well, of course, you, you know, because it's always my luck with little things. The whole thing was in there in a big blob, but not not maneuvered so that you would have the, um, I don't know what you call that feature, but that repeating feature of you pull one out and the next one's ready to go, like tissue boxes have it and these wipes have it. So anyhow, it's opened already. I wasn't freshly opening it, but it's almost a full uh, container full. But some of the plastic... Like it was torn open, but some of the plastic remained around the outside. So it was like a lip going all the way around the ridge of the um, the top of the, uh, the, the the container. So I had to pull the um, the top off 
to get at the um, the the big blob of of sheets, individual sheets, so that I could create the um, the pattern so that it comes out one at a time. So don't you know? Again, freakish as as all heck. I pull it up, and somehow some moisture that was on the underside of a little bit of this extra. If you've ever opened up a thing but not taken all the stuff around the edge of the opening, you're left with a little lip of material there, plastic. And this drop of this burning juice right into my left eye. So I want you to know I've been playing injured since about 4.30 this morning. And it's my first mention way into the program. And I just thought of it because my eye is just not – it's bugging me. Same same eye. I'm, I am like torturing my left eye. Right eye, free and clear. So it, it might be patch hurley again uh, for the next couple of hours. Now, I don't think it's going to come to that, but uh, but it burns. It, it, it only burns as, as, I, as I sit here or stand here. We'll be back again. As I always tell you, do not, do not try this at home. I'm serious about that. I only make it this difficult. You can't. You just do not try it. I'm pleading with you. I'm pleading with your sensibilities to leave all of this, eye injuries, all of it, to your trained broadcasting specialist, me, early in the morning. Life is hectic here in South Jersey, but one thing you don't have to worry about is missing the information you need while you're running around doing a zillion things. That's why WPG Talk Radio 95.5 brings you everything you need to know in six minutes at the top of every hour. National headlines from Fox News Radio, South Jersey News, and your local AccuWeather forecast all in six minutes. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I feverishly attempted to find any evidence that the Blue Angels of the Navy and the Thunderbirds of the United States Air Force have ever been in Atlantic City at the same time at the same show. Didn't find any... um, proof that that happened tom foley believes it happened in 2008 i don't believe that's true uh but i can't again i'm not confirming that it has or hasn't happened what i can tell you is i know for a fact that it is an extremely rare thing 1985 the blue angels and the thunderbirds appeared in the dayton ohio air show in 2021 first time ever the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds appeared on a weekend show two times each. That's never happened ever. Uh, they did two shows over the course of a weekend just last year. That had never happened before. So send me info that you have, but I don't have a personal recollection of it happening but I'm not going to discount that I could just not remember. Uh, I think I would remember if they were both here because the length of each show and and all of that. Uh, so if it's happened, it, I'm unaware of it. We'll, we'll continue to um, to look into it. I think I could call Joe Kelly, Michael Chait, 
I, I think I could get an answer on it. The the air show was hatched in the conference room here at Town Square Media, right here. So we've been we've been with them from the beginning, even though we have not been the broadcast station from the beginning. But we have been for a number of years now. Uh, back to your call, 609-407-1450, an open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Good morning, boss. How are you, sir? Very well. Hey, we haven't talked since the Yankees swept the Mets. Uh, how you feeling about that? The uh, only reason I say that is you rubbed it in on, on me the last time it happened. You, you okay? I, I wish I would have talked to you yesterday if I needed to talk you down or, you know, cheer you up. Or, are you okay after the thrashing? Is, is, is everything okay? Uh, I knew you were going to hit me over the head with that right away. I, I, I usually don't, but only because you did it to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's fun to rib each other, man. That's it is. Sports. It is. I love it. I do, too. I do, you too. I mean, it is. But let me borrow a line from Carl Randy. Uh, and this is not why I called, but I, I, too, distinctly remember the Blue Angels flying with the Thunderbirds. It, I think it was the third or fourth show. Yes. All right, so the first Thank show you. was 2003. So if you're saying the third or fourth show, four, five, six-ish, seven or so, maybe Foley's right. I mean, Foley said 2008. Uh, Let me tell you something. I think I know more about it now than obviously I did then. That's if it happened towards the beginning of of the uh, Atlantic City Air Show. Knowing what that means now, having spent a lot of time with the um, David Schultz Air Shows team, with the announcer of the Air Show, Howdy McCann Jr., getting to meet people from the show, the, the civilian and the military performers. If we ever get both of them again, that will be amazing. Now, here's one possibility. I forget the year, but there, it was just purely the date. We couldn't get the usual midweek date. And we had a weekend show. We had a Friday show, I believe it was. It was not Saturday. It was not Sunday, I believe. It was a Friday, which is not ideal. We want it to be midweek. It's perfect. You want to have this happen in the middle of the week, not when the business is already here. And you also want to make sure that it's before the kids go back to school. One time it had to be after that. And and definitely the attendance was affected by that. Uh I I'm I'm just totally open to the fact that maybe it did occur uh, because you know you you're uh, convinced of it. Uh, Keith sounded very convinced of it. Tom does as well. Uh, I, I just don't I don't personally recall it. Okay. Yeah. Well, you you know if you call uh, you know the the people that run the show, you don't I yeah. think they'll figure it out. But oh uh, yeah, they'll, right. oh well, they'll know in one second. Because you don't forget that. I just don't know it to begin with. So I haven't forgotten it. I just, I, I'm not aware that it happened in the first place. Right. All right. But why I called is um, I don't know how many uh, of your listeners have been to California. I would assume a good number of them. Okay. I lived in California for five years going to school, going to college out there. Okay. Well, when you went to school, it, it wasn't as bad as it is now. Oh, I know, but people from New York, people from Miami, people from Orlando, people from Chicago, people from Houston don't know traffic until you've been to Southern California, okay? These highways out there, the 305, the 405, the I-5, Harry, 
the, the expressway would look like a side street to them. There are 10 lanes in each direction, 20 lanes wide, and they're stacked and packed every day, all day, not rush hour, all day. So to get rid of that many cars, I mean, and first of all, California's uh, electrical grid stinks. Okay, they're going through rolling brownouts, blackouts now. And imagine what it will be then. Matt, I've got to go. The music's playing because I do. I'm going to concede the point. But then then again, I'm not conceding anything because I, I haven't taken a position that the the Blue Angels and the Thunderbirds uh, have or haven't been here at the same time. Dan Dan the Spackle Man, a gentle lady listener by the name of Carolyn and about five other people assure me and they're all saying the same thing and they don't know the other people are saying it they're all saying the same thing the very first air show which we were right there for so it did happen and it appears that it happened in 2003 and i don't remember what day of the week that was i i because it was a fill-in date we went midweek thereafter so very interesting i've appreciated everybody's interest and participation it appears that it has happened and when we come back... WGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3, Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Senator Mike... From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Thank you. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is indeed Hurley in the Morning. You can write that down. I think we've been pretty reliable for 31 consecutive seasons you can set your watch that from six to ten now six to ten oh six it is early in the morning we're we're like a we're like a very healthy staple in your diet we're, we're possibly like pizza to senator michael testa we're that steady we have a lot to talk about with senator testa let me first tell you this portion of our program is also brought to us by my friends at united methodist communities at the shores I've toured the facility. I've really spent a lot of quality time at their facilities. And as a former hotel executive, I can tell you it has this uh, just wonderful vibe. It is clean. It smells clean. It looks clean. It's very, very um, recently updated. The front desk area looks like a hotel. It looks like a hotel check-in area. Then if you look slightly to your left off of the front desk, if you will, You'll see a big, beautiful sign, Bistro. I mean, it has the whole vibe of a cool resort. And they have a real neat event. They're inviting you Wednesday. I can't believe it. It's this Wednesday. We've been talking about this for a while. August 31st. Can you believe that September is almost here? 6.30 to 8 p.m., a free family entertainment event, a concert under the stars with the Package Goods Orchestra playing folk, rock, country, swing. I learned about Torch from this gig and R&B. All the genres I knew except Torch. I still don't know what that is. Everyone is welcome to come and sing along. If you're considering senior living options for yourself or a loved one, I recommend The Shores. Transitioning to The Shores is easy. It's as easy as move in, unpack, and experience the abundant life that The Shores has to offer. They have, as I've been mentioning, fully remodeled, beautiful new private apartments. 
two beautiful restaurants. I mentioned the Bistro, an on-site fitness center, and transportation and local shopping. Best of all, you're just three short blocks to the Ocean City Boardwalk. Don't miss the free concert under the stars. August 31st in the Shores Front Lot, which is at 2201 Bay Avenue in Ocean City. To learn more about United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City, call 609-399-8505. That's 609-399-8505. And tell them that Hurley in the Morning sent you. Senator Michael Testa, welcome, sir. Good morning. It's always great to be on with the mayor of the morning who never needs to run for re-election. You're very lucky in that regard. But Thank you've you. Earned it. Thank you. I appreciate that, Senator. And as you know, it's the only office that I do not support term limits for. Thank you for that. <laughs> You're OK with Absolutely. that, right? Thank you. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. I mean, how about that air show? Huh? That was incredible. I was going to open with that at two levels. One, thank you for your sponsorship, because what we were able to do uh, uninterrupted, basically, for more than nine hours, uh, only made possible because of great people like you. So thank you for your participation. Also, too, thank you for being part of our great pregame lineup show. And you were there and you've been there a number of years. Uh, it is a very special day in Atlantic City, is it not? It absolutely is. And I, and I and I just, you know, it was great. The gentleman that was on before me was from Meet AC. And, you know, a, a lot of people can try to put ac down right i mean you hear that a lot you know if you're not a casino gambler if you're not eating at one of the great restaurants what is there to do well there's a lot of people working very hard to make sure that the atlantic that the atlantic city we know and love is going to thrive survive and continue to be innovative but i mean i know there was over half a million people there record five hundred and fifty thousand. so you know what they're doing a great job there and it's really amazing, I mean, how how many people actually are into air shows and know the types of planes that are flown by each unit. I, you know, I found out from somebody, he said, you know, you know, these individuals fly the FA-18, but these folks fly the F-16. I, I You know, look, I'm, I'm not a plane. Which, by the way, the Blue Angels fly the 18 and the Thunderbirds fly the 16. That's interesting you bring that up. Uh, and yes, it's true. And the people that are, that's why the word fan is short for fanatic, fans of any sport, fans of air shows, they know the equipment, they know the performers, they know the civilian performers, they know the military performers. It's very special. And these air shows in the iconic venues like Atlantic City, they show well. I mean, the the people come out for them and it's obvious because we saw it. It was a sea of humanity all around us, Senator. It absolutely was, but it, and, and not to rain on the parade because it was an absolutely fabulous thing. But if you remember when I when I went to uh, get you coffee because I was there early and I offered to get you coffee and you said no, you didn't need any, but I was going to go get an iced coffee. That it, it shows something that's happening in our country more more often than not, and it's sad. Well, I went to go to Starbucks to get an iced coffee because I was I, I needed to wake up a little bit and. They were still closed because two employees had just not shown up for work. Can you imagine that? Like during the air show, when you have over half a million people coming to the Atlantic City boardwalk and the beach to watch an iconic show. And it it is iconic for anybody that hasn't been there. I would encourage anyone to go there. It was truly amazing. But to have businesses on the boardwalk that should be crushing it that day 
and they couldn't be open. Which, which in days gone by, and I'm a former million dollar peer employee, in days gone by would be an impossibility. But I have to say, part of COVID-19 uh, created the, what's called the great resignation. Uh, there's a there's a thing now. Um, what is it called? Uh, this is fantastic. It's called the it's called the quiet quit. I can't even believe I'm remembering this stupid this stupid thing that's going on right now or the quiet resignation. It's not the quiet quit. It should be the quiet quit. It sounds it sounds catchier. It's the quiet resignation. But of course, like everything today, the words don't measure to what they don't mean what they you would think quiet resignation means you probably just quit but you didn't yell at anybody you left quietly you know whatever no quiet resignation is you do as little as possible and you continue to do less and less and less you do the absolute bare squeak by minimum that you can possibly get away with without getting fired did you ever hear something like that in your life is that is that a plan obsolescence at the human resource level that is just disgraceful for the greatness of this country, that there's actually uh, a whole movement of people that are trying to get get over on somebody, get over on their boss, get over on their employee, do as little as you can without getting fired. Isn't that sweet? It's it's the antithesis of what has made the United States, the greatest country the world has ever known. And it's because of our resolve. It's because of our work ethic. And, you know, for some reason, uh, there's been a sea change in the philosophy in this country where it used to be if, you know, Harry Hurley and Mike Testa worked for a boss that was making a lot of money, we would look at that boss and look at each other and we'd say, you know what, Harry, you know, we can do this ourselves one day. Yeah, we want to be like him or we want to be like her. Right. We didn't demonize. Yeah. Yeah, the boss. And that's what's happening now. You hear so many people they're they're demonizing the CEO of the company that's making billions of dollars and providing them a job with great benefits. You know, a few days ago, I saw on television where um, I, I believe it was the employees of Apple. They they want a three day work week. They don't want to have to go in anymore. They they picked up the awful habit from covid-19 of being able to work from home in their pajamas and not really being checked to see if they're actually doing the work. Senator, Senator, I, I'm open. I've always been open. Uh, in some cases, maybe it works. I, I'm sort of old fashioned in certain ways where like five, eight hour shifts, you know, has, has always been something that's made some sense to me. And if you have overtime and people want to work at, you know, time and a half and this kind of thing, uh, I'm open to the concept of a four day work week, 10 hour shift or, you know, 10 hours a day four days a week if that works say say there's an operation that is open 10 hours four tens and then maybe you hire somebody that does three tens something like that but to to be starting now that you only want to work three days that's pretty ridiculous it is and it's and unfortunately right now it's an employee it's an employee's market not an employer's market because of how many people are doing the quiet resignation and, and, and by the way just a generation ago uh my first probably 12 years as an entry level, then a supervisor, then an assistant manager, then a manager, then a director, then senior, you know, uh, uh, executive, vice president uh, for Donald Trump. I work six days a week and many times seven. So now they want to work three. And of course, they, they want to get paid you know, to the moon, uh, because that can't go down. Well, you know, if you're going to work three days, you're a part-time employee. 
you won't even earn uh, benefits. But they want it all, they, you know, and, and really what it's going to do is um, we're going to get lapped by terrible countries that will be more productive. Some of them, not as you know, not in an admirable way with slave labor and things like that, certainly do not support that. But we're getting lapped in education. We're going to get lapped in productivity. And it's going to happen unless we button this stuff down, button it up. We got to tighten this up, Senator. We most certainly do. You know, it's going to be we have to change the culture because the culture has changed. So we need to change it back to one that actually honors a work ethic. Yeah, without a doubt. It's admirable to for someone like yourself to work 60 hours a week. Yeah, you don't get the same amount of recreation time. But you know what the satisfaction is? Being able to pay for a vacation and not go into debt, being able to pay for your kid's college and, you know, and and not assume that you're going to get bailed out for a a college loan. Yeah, because now you can pay for all that and then you can start paying again for all kinds of people that are having their loans forgiven. Tell me that doesn't demoralize any parent that put out, you know, the parent plus loans or saved in order to be able to pay for it up front. Senator, much more right after the break. Don't go away. It's Hurley in the Morning with Senator Testa. We are. Hurley in the Morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. 500. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. We are back. It is 23 minutes past the hour with Senator Michael Testa. I am Hurley in the morning. John Walters will join us right after the senator. He's coming up in about uh, 45, 50 minutes from now. All right. So we've covered the air show. Let me do this now because I want to get through a bunch of what I think are issues that listeners would love to hear Senator Testa talk about. Give us your review of summer 2022 because, after all, it is the end of August, believe it or not. You know, unfortunately, I didn't get much of a summer. You know, the budget was extended and I'm on the budget committee. But, I, you know, the biggest complaints that I heard about the summer as well was how hot it was. Uh, but one of the things I have to say, it's been so great. Uh, you know, obviously, I cover Cape May County and uh, Senator Palestina covers city in the large portion of Atlantic County. We've had a ton of visitors. I mean, I could tell you Cape May County is seeing record numbers in visitors this year. So I'm really happy sort of in this post-COVID world that we're living in that people really wanted to come out and spend the amount of money that they do have. The flip side of that is, Harry, and we spoke about this when I was at the air show, is that a lot of people are feeling the pain of of uh, fuel costs to, just to be able to get to the Jersey Shore yep. and how much rental costs are. Um, you know, I, I don't know that this that we're on a sustainable path uh, between the fuel costs and how much summer rentals are this year. Um, you know, I had a friend of mine say to me, Michael, I priced it out for me and my family. And as much as I love the Jersey Shore, I, I can't justify spending that kind of money when I could probably go to Disney for the same amount of time for cheaper and or, or some other vacation. Um, so I think we're going to hit a wall, uh, at least in Cape May County, eventually with the amount of rentals and how how much the costs are. But guess what? We didn't see it yet. And I know that all of the places were absolutely packed in Wildwood, Sea Isle City, Avalon, Stone Harbor and Cape May that I'm aware of. So, you know, I speak to a lot of people down there. So my review of it is, is that as far as revenue generating, it's been absolutely tremendous. But people are feeling the the pain of inflation 
fuel costs and high rental costs. Totally agree. Let's now take that right to the New Jersey state budget. I'm calling it pros and cons because you could easily trash it. But at the same time, Stockton University, for the first time ever, I believe, was shown respect and actually got a credible amount of funding. When you look at these other and I'm not putting anybody else down, but you look at the other educational delivery systems and they just disproportionately get treated better. Uh, this was the first time and, and it wasn't the initial budget, uh, but it was Governor Murphy's willingness to put more in for Stockton. And I know there's disagreements with many Republicans about the District 2 legislative team voting for the budget because it's, hey, hey, thanks a lot. You know, you're voting for this for this crazy budget. But there were a lot of good things for Atlanta County in that budget. What is your general take on the pros and the cons of the current state budget? Well, look, I mean, you know, as far as the pros are concerned, I advocated for, you know, money for the Wildwood Boardwalk because it's it's in desperate need of some serious repair. Uh, the Murphy administration put some money in the budget for that. Obviously, I mean, I'm, I know you've spoken to Dr. Kesselman at the budget hearings concerning higher education. Um, I advocated for Stockton to get more money because they were sort of being treated like second-class citizens yeah. as a university. Yeah. And, you know, I know Dr. Kesselman, I'll give him a shout-out here, has been a staunch advocate for his university and has been a great has been, you know, a great president, and I know he's retiring next year. Um, and, and he's thanked me for my advocacy. And in my good conscience, just because of all of the other pork that was in the budget, I could not bring myself to vote for it. And, you know, I'm not going to speak to uh, the District 2 team's vote for the budget. I mean, that's, you know, they, they have to examine the budget. Um, I could tell you, you know, the four budget uh, committee members like myself, Senator Declan O'Scanlan, Senator Thompson, and our Senate leader, Oroho, um, you know, we did not think that this was a budget that we should be voting for just because of the great increase. If you think about Governor Christie's last budget was $34 billion, and now we're at over $50 billion, you know, that's a, a huge increase. And that's not including the amount of federal funding, which is about 24 additional billion dollars that we're getting in the state of New Jersey, which is somewhat hidden. But I would like to talk about Stockton University. I mean, they run a lean and mean operation, which gets our kids great degrees. And people travel from all over, uh, you know, to attend Stockton University. And plenty of the individuals in my district attend either Stockton University in Galloway Township or Stockton in Atlantic City. So obviously I'm going to be a staunch, staunch advocate for Stockton University. Yeah. And if you contrast a school like Stockton University, who runs lean and mean with what we're seeing out of Rutgers University, whose athletic department operates at a $75 million deficit per year, Jeez. We, we should really start analyzing what's happening at other universities with taxpayer dollars. And I don't know, Harry, if you saw this the other day, but the um, I, I believe it's Grubhub, but there was some food delivery service that is used by Rutgers athletes that that's been totally abused as well. Oh, I can believe that. Well, you look at, I mean, look at Rutgers versus Stockton. And I, I'm a big fan of not you trashing one. You don't uplift someone by, you know, tearing down someone else. But I mean, look, they have uh, seven, multi seven figure football coaches. I mean, the disproportionate to reality existence is unbelievable. And I've always said this Stockton University squeezes every bit of benefit out of every dollar 
they don't, they don't have any excess like these things that we see. Uh, and when you talk about deficit at that level on an annual basis, it's it's disgusting. It shouldn't it shouldn't be allowed. It should be like um, the state of New Jersey, where allegedly the balance, the budget has to balance. Now, of course, you can balance it on what is called anticipated revenue. And then you just don't. Oops, we anticipated it. And it can be very unrealistic. I've seen it sometimes where they've made a budget look balanced, but you know that that amount of revenue is not going to come in, whether it was, hey, look, we're going to tax these boat builders. And then, oh, look, oh, they, we didn't raise the taxes. We closed the actual uh, boat builders out of business. So, uh, you know, you know it better than anybody because you're all over this stuff, Senator. Right after the break, we'll continue with Senator Michael Testa. It's 30 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app, BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley with three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Atlanta County siblings have a final meal together at Joe's Steaks and Soda Shop. When I tell you, over 73 years, what an iconic place. And it's closing in days. It's closing in September. Uncle C.C. Davenport, as he is affectionately known, a Ducktown Tavern legend and former Atlanta County employee has passed. And another shooting homicide in Atlantic City yesterday. We have the news on the app. Back with Senator Testa in a moment. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Half of New Jersey now officially in drought, getting pretty serious. We do have some raindrops in today's forecast, but they will be isolated to spotty at best. We start partly sunny, breezy at times, and hot, high of 90. Watch for those boomers to pop up this afternoon. Could be some localized downpours. Partly cloudy and mild tonight, low 72. Sunning clouds and 86 tomorrow. Again, maybe a few late-day storms. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Not running your business on NetSuite is like early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Panda. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and back to Senator Michael Testa. 37 minutes past the hour. John Walters joining us in uh, less than 30 minutes now. Uh, Senator, let's continue. We were uh, We were on quite a roll there. Let me go to my, because I usually just do these things very organically, but I actually put some questions together for the senator, and uh, they've disappeared from my from my console. Here they are. They were underneath about five other things. Oh, this is like a, I don't even know what to call it. This is almost going to sound like a just a um, self-promotion, but I do want to get on the record that Friday, October 7th, our 13th annual Hurley in the Morning Charity Dinner at Resorts Casino Hotel. Guest of honor and keynote speaker, United States Congressman Jeff Andrew. And I made a note to myself because I would have forgotten to remember to remember to just have you make a comment about this event that you've been at many different years that we've had it. Harry, I can't say enough good things about the charitable work that is a result of, of that dinner. And the, and the celebrities that you had last year, um, just, you know, Tony Orlando was not only one of the nicest guys ever, 
but the humility that he displayed yeah. when people wanted to either take a picture with him or, you know, talk to him. And, you know, I mentioned in a somewhat of an obscure movie he was in, and he was so happy to hear that I that I knew which movie he was in. And it's and it's kind of, a you know, an off-color movie called That's My Boy. It's yeah. an Adam Sandler yeah. movie. And he, he was so happy that I said, I said, you know, that was a really good movie, actually. A lot of people don't like it, but I liked it. And he was like, I think it's a great movie. And uh, he couldn't have been a nicer guy. And it's just the work that you've been doing for the multitude of charities and the amount of work that goes into putting that dinner together. And I have to say, the, the auction items are outrageous. I mean, you know, whether it's a round of golf at Galloway National, whether it's a, a signed basketball by legendary Villanova coach Jay Wright, it, it's it really is incredible how you're able to get all of these items there, have a great dinner, great speakers, and, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to hearing what our congressman has to say. And By the way, how cool is that? You talk about relevant. This, you and I had a discussion. I think it's the most relevant election, the most important election since the Civil War because the stakes are so incredibly high. We've never had an occasion since the Civil War where this incendiary language and behavior uh, that's going on now. Even in 1994, you didn't have a governor of New York tell 5.4 million Republicans to get out of the state, to leave New York. You didn't have a guy like Charlie Crispy. That's uh, burnt like he's um, was in the toaster. Uh, he's going to be darker. He's darker than that redaction affidavit that's coming out today. Uh, he said, I don't want a single person who voted for Ron DeSantis to vote for me. We are talking about a level of radicalism, a level of crazy, the likes of which, Senator, we've never seen before. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I think of Crispy, by the way, as sort of like the George Hamilton of Florida. Yeah. You know, remember the, the the Saturday Night Live jokes? Remember George Hamilton? I purchased, I shouldn't say I didn't pay for it. I was executive that had the authority to buy it. I purchased on behalf of Steve Wynn, George Hamilton's tanning machine. Okay. How about that? that that's really incredible. I mean, and that was totally not planned. So I know. It shows you how just how connected you and I are. I know. But I remember when, you know, George Hamilton would even, you know, spoof himself yes. when he would go on SNL because they would say that they were making the, I remember one of the skits was that they were going to have the George Hamilton line of luggage. <laughs> um, and, and that was, and I thought that was just so hilarious and it was the done in the color of his skin. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was really funny, but I mean, that, that's what I see when I see, you know, that gubernatorial candidate who has the, the gall is, is the easiest way I could put it to tell people if you're a Ron DeSantis supporter, then, you know, don't, don't I don't vote want your me. vote. Who, that's why I'm saying whoever behaved like Biden's trashing, calling uh, Trump and Trump supporters fascists. That was the president that said he was going to unite America. We have never witnessed anything like this before. That's why I say it's beyond 1994 standing this is this is unlike any period since the civil war i would i would agree with you on that i mean because look 1994 there were issues that were entirely different and now you know we are I remember back in 1994 they they bumped, bumped each other around a little bit a little bit of high elbows but then they dined together and yucked it up they, they all hate each other now there's no decor no esprit de corps it's a very different country than it was in 1994. Absolutely. I can tell you a couple weeks ago, I was in an airport, Harry, and 
I had a conversation with an operative and we were just discussing, um, you know, policy and, uh, you know, some, some potential political articles to come out with. And a woman was two seats away from me. And, and I didn't say anything negative about the Democrats, no, nobody named specifically. And I got off the phone, this is a true story, and she said, you make me sick and left. Wow. <laughs> you know? and, I, and, I, and I said, you know, I wouldn't even think, I didn't say anything objectionable at all. Um, it was economic issues, it was sex ed curriculum issues. It wasn't anything really, to me, that was an awful issue, certainly not one that I would address another person who right. was kind of eavesdropping into my conversation. Yeah, you, but you're validating my point. We're in an era now where the filter is off. Some of it is social media because you have these these very courageous, you know, punks that, that are so brave behind their keyboard. But there's just no unspoken thoughts anymore. It's all out there. Uh it's just terrible what's going on. I don't. I don't know if you can stuff the genie back in the bottle. This just may be the way it is, and it may even continue to get worse. And then we ultimately lose the country. I don't know how you fix this because this level of um, language at the highest levels that, and of course, that permeates down to a regular, ordinary citizen. That that this is this is the way the country is right now: unfiltered, willing to say anything. And and I know this sounds partisan, but I can tell you this: I don't ever go anywhere. And if somebody just has a different opinion than me, I don't I don't ever say anything off-putting. But they feel the right to come at conservatives or anyone that's even just slightly right of center that they can say anything about you that you're a terrible person. I hope you die. I mean, it's just it's it's unbelievable what's going on right now. It, it truly is. I mean, and, and unfortunately, comments coming from the holder of the highest office in the United States, plus a, a gubernatorial candidate, are now saying, you know, calling people fascists. Yeah, and a sitting governor, this this lunatic Hochul. Oh gosh, I hope that uh, Lee Zeldin can somehow magically pull that off because she is. Give her a four year term. I don't even know what to say. This woman is is barking mad. She told 5.4 million Republicans to leave New York State. I mean, but do you think, I mean, isn't it amazing how pompous one has to be that they think that they have the authority to tell people to leave a state? Like, like who does she yeah. think she is? I know. And, and by the way, if 5.4 million Republicans left New York State, there'd be no state left. There wouldn't be any state. There probably wouldn't be much of an economy. That's what right? I mean. I mean, that's what I mean. You, know, you have to think of who who are the business owners, who are the manufacturers. I mean, you know, I, I'm blessed to be the co-chair of the manufacturing caucus for the state of New Jersey, and I can tell you, the large majority of manufacturers in this state, if they weren't Republican ten years ago, they're Republican now because they realize that they're being overregulated, overtaxed. And that other countries are making products much cheaper that are somewhat equivalent because they're, they're not. I'm, I'm a proud American and I believe that we do everything the best in the United States, no doubt about it. But, you know, the other countries are giving alternatives that are much cheaper. Yeah. Well, and as you know, though, we, gotta, we have to get the last break in. If you want to comment further on that, Senator, the time will be yours. I would only say going into the break something I know you know. 
And that's that we are competing against countries that have slave labor. It's very hard with with the quality of life and the benefits and the salary and everything that we do here in America to go up against China slave labor and things like that. It's it's just impossible to compete with that. But there's a um, there's something very appropriate and, and I think positive to be said for buying American. I'll buy American and know it's a bit more expensive whenever I can, as opposed to buying something that's less expensive and benefits a communist regime like China, for example, where I think we have a lot of potential. And I learned a lot of this from John Zarek, who spent some time there. And I've been doing a lot of reading. We have a great trading partner in Vietnam. I'm not fully versed on exactly what their working conditions are like, but they have become a tremendous strategic partner. I'd like to see Vietnam, ironic because obviously, you know, with half the, the country, we were in, in, a, in a terrible war. Uh, but I would love to see us do more business with Vietnam and less business with China. Anyhow, much more with Senator Testa right after this. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at 3, but now back to Hurley in the Morning right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. Thank you. Welcome back. 54 minutes past the hour. All right, let's see if the senator doesn't mind me bringing up something. I'll rip it straight from the headlines. This happened a couple of days ago on the Hurley in the Morning program, and I'm talking to... um, Someone that's been covering elections forever and ever and ever. The I've known him for the entire length and breadth of my career as a broadcaster. Uh, and he's worked on a lot of campaigns uh, for people like Seth Grossman and many other people. And he works all over the country. So we're having this um, discussion and we're talking about all kinds of things and midterm elections and all kinds of things. And then... Out of nowhere, we're talking about the race for governor of New Jersey, because obviously Governor Murphy uh, is um, term limited. He's not going to run you know, for a third term, can't run for a third term, and he's not running for a third term. And if President Biden doesn't run for reelection, and I don't think President Biden is, and I don't think he can, uh, Governor Murphy is going to be running for president of the United States. So there may be, and, and this is not uncommon. Christy Whitman left early. You know, other people have left early. Dee Francesco was acting governor. It's the whole reason we have lieutenant governor now, because it was happening with great regularity. Uh, so they put a stop to that. So anyhow, because it was impossible, Senate president and your governor is, is it's already the most powerful governor position in America. That, that made it just on steroids times infinity. So out of nowhere, all of a sudden, my guest says, well, I like Michael Testa for governor of New Jersey. So that's, Senator, that's out there now. I can't unring the bell. Uh, that's out there. Uh, I know you've got an election coming up in 2023, uh, but what do you think of that comment? You know, it's, it's a really flattering comment, but I think that what we really need to focus on are those elections in 2023. Look, I, I have what I would argue to be, and this is no offense to the Legislative District 2 team or any other legislative district, but 
you know, it, it really all started in the first legislative district with Antoine McClellan, Eric Simonson, and myself, the first district. And we have a huge race next year. And I don't, I do not want to take my eyes off the prize of next year. I think 2021 taught us all a lesson because I believe that Senate President Sweeney had his eyes off of his election and was looking at 2025. And we see what happened there. So I, I don't even really want to think about it in, in, until that, you know, until after the win in 2023. Uh, and, I, and I hate to sound like someone that's in a beauty pageant or an actor that's been nominated by the Academy, but I am just honored that my name is even really being mentioned for what I consider to be the greatest office in the state of New Jersey. And, you know, I, I hold that office in such high regard because of people like Governor Tom Kane and Governor Chris Christie. I, I just think that, you know, those are two people that I know personally who were yeah. who, who did great things for this state. Well, one thing I will say is, I mean, Rick Shafton is not a clown and he doesn't always get it right. Uh, and, you know, he does have a philosophy, if you will. Uh, and I'm not surprised at all that your philosophy of philosophy of governance very much uh, compatible with what Rick Shafton likes to see in Republican candidates. And anybody that knows Rick, he doesn't hold back. He's extremely he's a very blunt uh, spoken man. And uh, he was um, absolutely over the top uh, singing your praises at, and that you should be a candidate in the next race for governor. Hey, that's really humbling. And Rick certainly does have a lot of experience, not just in the state of New Jersey, but really, as you said, all over the country. But I'm going to remain focused, Harry, on 2023. I love being the senator for the first legislative district, and I love my teammates, right? I mean, Assemblyman Eric Simonson and Assemblyman Antoine McClellan, I, I said it on your show the other day, we're sort of like that three-legged stool that we don't necessarily work well when one of those legs is pulled out. Um, and we have a job to do in 2023, and that's to secure the first. And, you know, you know, last, you know, in 2019, we flipped the first. Uh, 2021, we defended the first. I think in 2023, we have to secure it and make sure that we hold serve, so to speak, and, and keep all of us in office. And, I, you know, as Cumberland County chairman, I can tell you that I'm, I'm really focused on I'm really focused on the race this year in Cumberland County. We have the chance to have an historic election and have multi-year control of the Cumberland County Freeholder Board. I still call it that yeah. for, for multiple years. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to 2022 and 2023, and that's where my focus remains. I'm going to squeeze this in real quick. I like that analogy. In fact, I love that analogy because a three-legged stool with one of the legs broken cannot stand. That is, and, and we see many districts where they actually, they're not even loyal to each other. That's a really good statement. We'll be back. Don't go away. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome. Six minutes past the hour and because of the largest midweek air show in America, John Walters again demonstrates what a great friend, what a great partner he is uh, because he agreed to move from Wednesday till today. 
And Wednesday was record setting on the boardwalk in Atlantic City and beyond because absolutely the air show travels. I mean, airspace is closed for 10 miles and it was remarkable. What a remarkable, amazing day. And we had more than a nine, nine and a half hour uninterrupted live broadcast. And, and obviously part of that was when I should have been with John. So, John, I thank you right up front for that. John Walters is the official and exclusive reverse mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. John is a certified reverse mortgage professional. Only a few hundred in the entire country have that uh, professional distinction. There's no obligation when you want to give John a call if you're approaching qualifying age, if you're at the age where you really want to look into what exactly a reverse mortgage is, please give John a call. If I've inspired you to call John, tell him that. Take a moment to say that uh, Harry sent me. Call John at 609-231-4924. John is great by phone. He'll meet with you digitally. If you would like to do a video type conference, he'll come to your home. A lot of people I know that this can take place right at your dining room table with you and any of your other important family members with you. John is completely approachable, relatable, and you will love and, and, and he's incredibly um, competent and, and his knowledge base on all the things that a reverse mortgage can do are, are just extraordinary. He's very, very exceptional and creative. You can email John as well when he's responsive there uh, as well at J Walters, just as it sounds, the letter J, W-A-L-T-E-R-S, J Walters at reversefunding.com. It is John Walters all about reverse mortgages and it begins right now. John, welcome to your program. And again, thanks for the switch. No problem. I appreciate it. And uh, as we know, anything can happen. So we just have to adjust. to it. Well, you're the best. The largest midweek air show in the country got in our way, John, and you helped me make it happen. And I thank you. I know you have a great guest that's standing by. Uh, let me give you the opportunity to uh, share your opening comment and then introduce your guest. Okay, Patrick. Um well, I'm not going to introduce Patrick yet. But, Harry, what I wanted to share with you, I had a question asked of me this week. I'm sitting with a couple of friends, and they said to me, uh, you know, you're on the radio. What is the purpose of the show? And I knew what it was, and I really gave it a lot of thought because I think it's important that I bring this out at the beginning of each show. And the purpose of the show is to educate the listening audience about this particular program and product. And the reason is it is the most misunderstood as far as a financial product is concerned. And uh, what's interesting in doing this for 16 years and trying to understand all the, all the nuances to it, uh, it, it, it's been monumental. And uh, what, so that's the purpose of the show is to educate and I have a timer that's going off that I can't get off. There we go. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, yeah. So I'm actually switch Harry, as you know, we're switching a little bit. Uh, the Patrick was going to come on the second part, but I'm bringing him on now because he is here now. But um, as part of this learning situation about this particular product, I had a very unique experience, which I'm going to share. And then I'm going to introduce our guest. Normally what happens is, is I get a call either from 
homeowners, borrowers, families, friends, elder law attorneys. And uh, that's how I usually, you know, wind up meeting different people. Everything's based on referral. And another direction, because our company is a national lending company, reverse mortgage funding, uh, we have what's called the call center. And our guest, Patrick, uh, called the call center and went up talking to Jason, who happens to be my working partner. Jason works on the inside, I work on the outside. And uh, what had happened was Jason, after speaking with Patrick, uh, actually, uh, we set up a call, and uh, which began the beginning of our journey. Now, what's interesting about this, I've been working with Patrick for about two months, a little over two months. This has to do with his mother, and we just closed on the loan yesterday. So I was sitting with Patrick's mother and himself and the notary doing this particular process. And what's great about this, and I have to thank Patrick for this, I'm going, what a great opportunity is to take somebody and go through the steps with somebody that has done it, and we can talk about that. So without any further ado, what I'd like to do is introduce Patrick. Uh, Patrick lives in New Jersey. He lives up in the uh, Cherry Hill area. And uh, Patrick and I got on the telephone, and, and Patrick had some particular needs. And the beginning of our journey is education. So, Patrick, first of all, I'd like to welcome you to the program. And thanks for coming. Thank, uh, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. Hey, Patrick. Good. Well, uh, by the way, I love this this whole concept of what's going to be unfolding here John and Patrick, I think this is wonderful, and it gives folks an opportunity to really hear what it's all about. Time is yours. Thanks. Patrick, uh, let's just begin this with the beginning of a conversation. A couple of months ago, you reach out, and apparently you were trying to solve a problem or more than a problem for your mom. And I thought maybe you can share what your concerns were, what you were trying to do, how many directions that you went in. Can you share a little bit about that? Uh, absolutely. My um, my mother is still in the house that I grew up in, and she's 83 years old, and she had some financial difficulties, had some uh, a bunch of things going on, and um, she didn't want to. She didn't want to sell the house. So I started thinking about this reverse mortgage, and yes, it has it has a uh, it's misunderstood. But once you get to research it, and once you get to understand it, you realize that it was a perfect fit for my mother. And John was great at uh, explaining that to me and, and and teaching me about all the aspects of it. And it ended up being a perfect fit for her. Absolutely. Excellent. And, and Harry, the great thing about this, as I said, this is Patrick and I who have formed a relationship over the last couple of months, more than just actually a business relationship, but Patrick and I have talked on the phone, I don't know how many times, a, a plethora of times on the telephone where Patrick had different questions. How does this work? How does that work? What happens when this happens? How am I going to explain it to my mother? So we had gone through that whole task. And Patrick, my next question for you, how was that journey from the beginning up till now as far as the communication and understanding about the product 
and uh, it was uh, it, it was great. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. It, it was great, and I became I think I became John's favorite pain in the neck because <laughs> I had I had a lot of questions. Absolutely, I had a lot of questions that needed to fully understand it before I explained it to my mother. And uh, I went over and over again, make sure I understood all the numbers because, like I said, it took me several times. I had to go over it so many times with my mother, but I just wanted to make sure that I understood it. Fully and John, like I said, John was great at, at uh, explaining it to me, and, and we did. Every time he would call me, I would call him, and we we had a lot of laughs, and it was a really great relationship. It was, like I said, it, um, not only just teaching me the program, but getting to know John, and being so comfortable with him, that eventually my mother became so comfortable with him, and he was great, and just putting it, uh, the fear, a lesson in the fear, and making us feel so more comfortable about the program. I want to make a comment because for so many years with with john and we've been doing the um reverse mortgage on this program for a very very long time this is exactly a, a real life case study in a family that has been so favorably positively impacted because i guess patrick just listening to the case the alternative would have been selling a home she didn't want to sell when you love your home this is having your cake and eat it too you don't have to sell it and yet you can enjoy uh, the fruits of your labor because it's your money. And it's, uh, as we know, it's a non-taxable event. So, John, this is one of the most beautiful aspects of a reverse mortgage. Patrick's mom gets to stay in her home and didn't have to go through the process. And it's very painful because you wind up having to, to, to you know, to let things go that you're not ready to let go. And just when you move and packing and the tears and, you know, because you love your home. I mean, this is a case study in how this absolutely is a life-changing event because Patrick's mom can stay in her home and and financially she's provided for. This is a beautiful thing, isn't well, it? Unbelievable. And as, as a matter of fact, I, I said this to Patrick and I said this to, to his mother, that in 16 years of doing this, they are probably the sixth time in my life where a product can address so many different areas to make somebody like Patrick's mom comfortable, it's accomplishing what they wanted to do, and that's the that's I mean that's the highlight of doing something like this. But I also want to tell you that I have to give Patrick a lot of credit uh, because normally what happens when I meet with a the family, there is what I call the point person. Patrick happens to be the point person of a family, many different family members, and Patrick had to take the heat or is uh, in reference to him and his mom making this decision. Now, that's not a negative comment. Uh, families are very, very concerned about their loved ones. They want to make sure they're doing the right thing. Uh, Patrick, maybe you can share a little bit about that challenge of trying to balance that, having a family, doing the product. But what was the most important thing? Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. It, it was a it was a challenge because, like I said, it's misunderstood. And I got kicked back from everyone else in my family that, no, she wants to she has to sell. She has to sell. And um, I, I researched it and I was the one that said, no, she doesn't want to sell. And I'm not going to we're not going to sell. I'm going to have another alternative. And uh, that was the challenge, because, it, like I said, no one no one really understood it. Once I got to understand it, I explained it to my mother you know, obviously through John, but it was, um, it's something I knew she wanted to do. And now she's going to have a quality of life for the rest of her life because she doesn't have to go through all that pain 
of uh, selling the house and the tears and what are we going to do with all the, of the valuables in the house that have a lot of memories. But she doesn't have to do that now. She's going to be financially comfortable for the rest of her life. Uh, the taxes and everything, all, all those things, all those burdens, she doesn't have to worry about that anymore. And to me, that makes me sleep better at night because I know that I did that for her through John's help. And like John had said, I was the point person. And I was very happy that I did that. And even though I did get kicked back, I still moved forward because I understood what my mother wanted, what was most important to her. And I, I went that uh, that route. And the other thing that's so impressive to listen to, because I'm a listener right now about this and all of our listeners that are taking this in, you were as thorough as you can possibly be. You even mentioned you know, how you described yourself because of your thoroughness with John and so on. Uh, and it's so validating to hear this. We're going to take a time out. We're going to come right back uh, with John and with Patrick. And I know that John has a lot going on in the second half of his program as well today. You're listening to John Walters talk to you all about the reverse mortgage here with her early in the morning and his distinguished guest, Patrick, who just went through the process with his mom. So it's as fresh as it can be. It's really, really an important discussion that John and Patrick are having right here. We'll be back in just a little bit. Summertime at the Jersey Shore. The glitz and glamour of Atlantic City's casinos. Jersey's best pizza on the Ocean City Boardwalk. Great rides in Wildwood. And miles and miles of bumper-to-bumper traffic. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 wants to keep you moving with expanded summertime traffic updates Friday afternoon through your ride back Sunday evening. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. We're investing. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And we continue. It's 26 minutes past the hour already. I tease John every, uh, well, twice a month. I was going to say every month, every twice a month uh, that his show goes too quick. It's unbelievable. John, we're approaching halftime already. Thank goodness we get the bonus six minutes uh, from 10 o'clock until Brian Kilmeade at 10.06. John, the time is yours. And those just joining us, it's John Walters, all about reverse mortgages. John, take it away. Thank you. I have Patrick uh, on the line, and Patrick, uh, this I've been working with Patrick in reference to his mother's uh, reverse mortgage, and we've been talking about it up to this particular point. Patrick, I have a question for you. Would you mind staying until 10 o'clock? Absolutely. I could stay at 1030 if you like. <laughs> well, uh, Brian Kilme would get mad at me, Patrick, but we're on until 10.06. Anyhow, go ahead, John. Um, yeah, uh, John, if you, uh, excuse me for interruption. I wanted to uh, clear up something. When I said I got some feedback yes. from my siblings, there was one sibling that was all supportive of me. Uh, my youngest, my youngest right. sister, she backed me. She she thought it was a great idea, and then her and her husband was very supportive of of the whole thing. So I wanted to clear that up. No, no, no problem. And I'm glad you said that, Patrick, because I want to tell you that uh, it, it doesn't mean that it's negative that there's pushback. It, there's good to try to get balance for people to look at a product and have different people's points of opinion. But what's really important is what you did. Being the point person, you basically identified this. What are we trying to do here? And what it was is that your mother wants to stay in the house and you listen to her. And then what you did was search out different products to see what would work. So i got to give you kudos for that. Uh, well, the next you. thing I just wanted, yes, no problem. 
The next thing I wanted to do, Patrick, was just share with the audience of what I did as far as going through with you and Jason as well of, of working with your mother to find out if this was something going to work. As Patrick has recently found out through this conversation, this dialogue that we have about this program and his mother, a big part of the discussion was, okay, what do we, what's important for your mom? Well, we realized during our discussion is to de-stress his mother. How could her mother have the best quality of life in the house and using this product and its features to, to be able to do that and accomplish what we can? So what I did was I, we laid out a couple of different things. And the first thing that we laid out and what was the major stressor in her life was her property taxes. So what we were able to do with her home value and the amount of proceeds that she received, we did the following. We were able to take care of the taxes, not just for the next year, we did what's called a property charge set aside. And what a property charge set aside is, we take the taxes and the insurance every year and we're gonna pay them for her. And that, that plays a major, major important part in taking, you know, making it relaxable for Patrick's mom. Also, we set up a line of credit that she has more funds that she will actually need for her life expectancy. So I don't think Patrick realized some of these different features. So now what happens is the second thing that we talked about, or I should say one of the things with Patrick, is for the unknown. When the heater breaks, uh, you need... Yep. If it was a new car, if it was new windows, whatever it happens to be. So, Patrick, my question for you is once you found out that this product could do different things that we talked about and that we have set up for your mother, how did your mother react to that as far as your conversation with her of what could be done? Well, like I said, initially when I talked to her about it, she didn't understand it. And, and over and over and over again, when she finally understood what the program was to do for her, she was all, uh, all on board. Um, but I, like you had mentioned, the first the, the the credit line that was was a great thing because now if like you said if something breaks, she has a, an it's an emergency fund. She can tap it anytime she wants. Uh, if the windows break or refrigerator break, I I told her the other day, I said, Mom, if the refrigerator goes, you have eight hundred nine hundred dollars to pay for it. But this is great now because it's an emergency fund. But the other thing I really liked about it is the uh, the tax set aside. It gets paid every year, and she doesn't have to worry about it. There's no correspondence. There's no exchange. She doesn't have to go get a check and put it in the mail or make the call or say, oh, I forgot to pay my taxes. She doesn't have to do a thing, and I think that's great for her because she always stressed out about it. That was her number one stress was paying the taxes and make sure they're paid on time. And then the second thing was having the money, uh, not worrying about anything, not worrying about if something were to break. Uh, go in the house. Those two things were, um, when I explained to her and when she finally got and understood that, yeah, she was on board and she she thought it was going to be a great uh, stress reliever. You know, Patrick, I love that feature. And and I know that perhaps in some cases it's voluntary. In some cases it might be set up that way. But that's just like I've always enjoyed having the taxes escrowed. You know, that, that coming up with that every quarter is very difficult for many people. Uh, so that that is taken care of and your mom doesn't have to worry about that. That is a, that just takes, it's just very relieving, isn't it? 
Oh, yeah, especially, absolutely. And like I said, especially for her, because that was her number one stress. And uh, this is a, a big stress reliever for her, absolutely. That's great. John, let's take the halftime break. We're going to be right back because it is halftime. I can't believe it, but it is. John Walters, all about the reverse mortgage, continues with Patrick and John. I am respectfully yours. Early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. It's 37 minutes past the hour. John Walters continues with John Walters all about the reverse mortgage with his guest, Patrick. If you're just joining our coverage, you can check out the uh, the podcast later today when Chris uploads it. You can download it. Just go to the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app and you'll go to my logo. It'll You'll see my double H logo. You'll see early in the morning and today's date. And then you'll have it on demand. You can download it to your own download file and just go right to the nine o'clock hour and catch the whole first half hour because it was extremely important. The content, the interchange between Patrick and John was just me as a listener was just so validating into how this product i'll call it a product because i'm an old uh national westminster uh bank vice president an old banker i didn't do reverse mortgages but i did forward mortgages and we did second mortgages and all the things that give you payments and in many cases when when folks do that they wind up using the proceeds of that to make the monthly payment next thing you know it's gone and uh, you have new problems on your hands. You don't have any of that with this. No payment is ever required. You can make a payment, but no payment is ever required. John, time is yours. Thank you. Uh, matter of fact, Harry and Patrick, I just want to share a couple of personal things based on uh, the first half of the show. I think what's really monumental for your mother, Patrick, is the aspect that she's in charge. This product has been set up where she is personally responsible. When I say she's personally responsible, what I'm saying is she is going to be taking care of her finances. Her property charge set aside that we talked about, which are funds that are placed into a bucket, so to speak, that our servicing department takes care of, and which is my, you know, how important that is, especially people that are older. And when I say older is the aspect of addressing these things that create the stressors and we can do something about the number one key word that's here with 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 your with your mother patrick is the word sustainability we put this we know by putting this in place this is going to strengthen her retirement position now she had limited funds social security but for anything that pops up she has more than enough to take care of that now, something to add to that is this. Patrick and I talked about legacy. The way that her mother, way that Patrick's mother is using this reverse mortgage, she's doing it very frugally where the line of credit is that leverage in her life. And she also paid off a couple of bills, but this is what's really, really important. So the sustainability is the key number one factor. I can't originate a reverse mortgage where I realize someone's going to get funds and they're going to be broke in three years, four years, five years. This all works out to make sure that this is something that's the right thing. The product takes itself along the course. And I think that that is vitally important. 
Now, uh, Patrick, I just wanted to share something with you because one of the things that was involved in getting the reverse mortgage was counseling. Can you share anything about the counseling experience? Because I didn't even to talk to you about it, but uh, with a reverse mortgage, counseling is required. It's independent, independent FHA companies that do this. And can you talk a little bit about what the counseling process was like? You're referring to the initial uh, part of it was the, the counseling initially that we had? Yes. John? Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Correct. Y- yeah, that was, that was uh, I believe, got the ball rolling in a positive way because it was, she made my, the, the woman uh, made my mother understand a little bit more, made her feel a little bit more comfortable. Like I said, going into it, she had her uh, differences about it, but the counseling was very positive. It got her started. All right, here's what we want to do, Mom. And and then when we started, which I think was a great idea, John started with the counseling. She helped us move it forward in a positive direction because she was great on the phone, great to my mother, and it was a it was a great experience. So now what happens is, Harry, the first part is the education factor, which we are doing, which we're talking about right now. Once once Patrick and his mom made the decision, let's take the next step. That's where I put on board, let's do counseling. And counseling is basically all the information that I talked to Patrick, Patrick about that we that I sent to him and his mother, uh, all the numbers, what the costs were, what we were trying to do. Uh, that was sent to Patrick as well as to the counseling uh, counselor so that they could talk about this a little bit. And so the idea with counseling is to say, and and to make the borrowers feel comfortable in doing this. And Patrick, I guess my question was, when you got finished with counseling, I, uh, I'm sure it was a conference call and you and your mom were on it. Uh, did your mom say anything or did you realize, did you like going through the process? What was the good, bad, or ugly about it? No, the process helped a lot. Like I said, it, um, it, it put her in a positive direction. She started to understand it more. Again, I still had to explain it, but she started... Uh, because the woman was very nice and my mother needs right. to hear that. She needs to hear comfort and positive from the people that she's speaking that to. And yeah, it, it was, right. uh, it was, uh, it was a very positive, um, the whole thing. I, I really don't have any negative about it. It's just that maybe the negative was she just needed to hear it more and that the woman had to explain it to her more. But yeah, that was, uh, that was a very positive start. Absolutely. To the, to the right. whole process. And and part of that process in communicating with Patrick over time, uh, now the application gets developed. So we do the application, uh, have to get the signatures from, from Patrick's mother and everything. And once I get the application, I requested certain documents. There were about six of them. And I uploaded that to my processor. Now begins what we call the processing aspect. And during the processing aspect, a good part of the communication comes down to the appraisal that's done. Patrick and I were communicating because what happens is, is when an appraisal is done, I get a copy of the appraisal report. I go through it. I want to make sure it's correct or is there anything incorrect on it? And that's why you need somebody that's experienced in understanding how to do mortgage, especially a reverse mortgage. Uh, in Patrick's case, there was a question that the property was a single family or a duplex. And what happens was we wound up communicating about this and, and, you know, Patrick was brought up in this house. He was in the house for the last 45 years. Uh, the appraiser might see something different. So, 
So the point is, is that we worked during this process, Patrick and I, and it was a very positive experience for both of us. And what I share with anybody that I work with, I, I will give you 100% and I will take you from step one to step through to, to the whole process to, to get a comfort level. And that's why, and I think, Harry, you know, just from listening, uh, Patrick, I, I mean, he's my gold star because this all occurred this, this week. And uh, Patrick, was there any questions about the appraisal uh, or what your thoughts were about it at that time? Remember, we had talked about a couple of things, but uh, it was basically a discussion uh, to work through that to make sure it would be accepted to do the loan. Yeah, the, the appraisal, that was a very thorough process. He went in, literally went into each room. He, he didn't want to see a doorway. He wanted to see what was behind the doorway. He wanted to see what was the room, and he took pictures and was very thorough. And uh, I, I wanted to add, though, to that, what you had just said, John, that through the process, John was on point uh, for his timeline. If he said, all right, I'm going to give you a call next week. This is what we're going to do. This is what I need next week. And, and some of the delay was on my part because I had to delay and get into documents. And uh, John was like, "Would you hurry up and please get that?" And John, I'm trying, I'm trying. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was part of the process that John made me feel very comfortable. But like I said, every time he told me that the praise was going to be out here this nine to ten o'clock, and it was there, and everything that I was waiting for to hear back from him, he would return return everything and the information exactly when he said he was going to do it. And that that helped out. That helped out so much. Uh, it really did. Right. And and he made yeah. me feel so. There was a difference. There was questions and uh, some some thoughts about negative thoughts about the about the appraisal. Not negative. I just had some questions about it. And John was very thorough and very positive and welcomed me through the whole process. And it turned out to be very positive. And and Harry, one of the things I share about about the appraisal and you talk about this a lot. I've heard you a lot of times um, with Mal on the show about how crazy the appraisal situation is. And yeah. that's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, for instance, I'm in a lot of areas that I'm not familiar with, but I, I do have the ability to get comps and to be able to come up with some ideas. But that's why it's important, again, not to boast my horn, but the aspect of somebody that's really experienced, uh, most people don't even think about the appraisal. Uh, I might be able to bring something out that could increase the appraisal or question why what the appraisal is. But that's just but that's part of it that what Patrick and I went through. So now I'm just moving along because I know we're moving along time wise here. Well, do me uh, a favor. Hold it right there, John. We'll get the final break in. Then you'll be uninterrupted until 10.06. With John Walters, all about the reverse mortgage and his guest, Patrick, this is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Hi, Larry Elder here. I never really thought much about how aches and pains can reduce a person's quality of life until pain started keeping me from living my best life. Just a few years ago, using the stairs was difficult because of the back pain. Then I found Relief Factor, a 100% drug-free solution for aches and pains. 
Within a week, I was on my way back to being pain-free. Now I have my life back. I take Relief Factor every single day. Relief Factor can help your body fight the inflammation that causes joint and muscle pain and the other aches and pains that come with everyday life. Treat yourself to feeling better. Move more, live more, and just enjoy your life more with Relief Factor. Join me and more than a half a million others. Get started today with your three-week quick start for only $19.95. About 70% go on to order more because it works for them. Go to relieffactor.com to order now. That's relieffactor.com. Feel the difference with Relief Factor. relieffactor.com. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It's 53 minutes past the hour, so let's make it count. We have about... 12, 13 minutes uninterrupted. It's John Walters, all about reverse mortgages. John, time is yours. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, what I was doing was going through the process of getting to reverse from the education part to the counseling part, the application, and the processing with the appraisal. And once all those things get, get completed, and, and one of the things I wanted to share with you, I... Um, I, I do have a girl by the name of Nicole, who's my processor, and I actually say that she's our processor because once the file goes in, all my communications goes with Nicole, and she's the one to talk to. But at the same time, I'm always on the phone talking uh, with with you know people that I'm working with. Now, Patrick, as a matter of fact, this all happened within the last week. I called Patrick about a week ago, and I said, Pat, we're ready to close on your mom's loan. And Patrick, as he always does, he asks one question, he follows up with another one, another one, another one, but that's okay, I like that. (laughs) Uh, 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 The aspect of how do we close? So I explained to Patrick what we're gonna do, we'll close at your mom's house, which means that all the documents will be signed. Uh, The application, you can actually do a DocuSign, but you cannot use a DocuSign on closing documents. So it's basically wet signature. So I said to Pat, uh, you know, what day do you want to meet? We made it uh, where it was good for him and his mom. We had a couple of choices uh, to set that up. And the uh, once we did that, I explained to him that there would be a notary coming to the house that would basically notarize all the documents. So. Uh, Patrick, maybe you can share a little bit about this, but I, I didn't even speak to you about it. But normally every closing where there is a notary, I kind of take charge. And what I mean by taking charge, notary really doesn't understand reverse mortgage documents. And so I have found over doing this for 16 years, I kind of say to the notary, if you would like, I'll do the closing package, which means I'll handle it. You just make sure they're signed. And, uh, that's how it was done, wasn't it, Patrick? And it went quite well. It was. That was super important. It was so important that you were there, John, because you explained everything. Each document, John would explain to my mother and myself uh, what what she's about to sign, why she's about to sign it. He would pass it to me. I would pass it to the notary. The notary would tell her where, where to sign. But so that was his purpose. But John made my mother feel so comfortable with the whole process of explaining everything to her and he had to explain it a couple times and we started to to, to uh, test her and quiz her on the, on where certain monies go and John did a great job of, of just making her understand it but that would John I don't know how it, it would have been if you weren't there 
like I said, she got such a she, she loved John. She thought John John made her feel so comfortable. She said, "What a nice man, John." How many times did she to uh, ask you for, if you wanted iced tea? Like five times. John, <laughs> I love it. Oh, he kept oh, on asking. Yeah. I love hospitality <laughs> and yeah. and the notary as well. But um, when I when John yeah. left, my mother said to me. Um, He's such a nice man, and I know my mother. If she doesn't get the warm and fuzzies or feel comfortable from a person, she won't like. She would not like what she was about to get into. And John just made her feel so much more comfortable, and uh, it, it was great. It was, it was really great having you there, John. And it was so important, I think, to make my mother feel good about it. Patrick, quick, quick comment for me, just from my spectrum of observation. I'm so appreciative of your show today. Because everything that I tell everyone about John on and off air, I have a lot of conversations about John off air. You are validating that everything that I say is true, how there's no pressure, you know, how kind John is, how thorough John is, how he explains to the very last question. He doesn't want a question left on the table unanswered, total transparency. I mean, all of these things, because this is a big deal. This is a big transaction for someone. And in your mom's case, it, it's 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 so life changing because the other alternative of selling your home, her home, uh, would not not be appealing. Now it's the best of both worlds. So thank you, Patrick, for all of this. John, uh, time is yours. Back to you. Go ahead, Pat. I think you were going to say something. Yeah, I, I just wanted to add to that because this John, I I drilled him. I would ask him questions over and over again, and every time we spoke, I would call him. And, uh, he would just call me to, to return my call, but I called him so many times and asked him over and over and over again, and there was not one time that I feel that I was annoying him. He just would comfort me, he would ask me, answer my questions uh, and in such a thorough way that maybe understand it, but John, I'm sure you would agree. I just, I, I, I've drilled him. I asked John over and over again, a question and a follow-up question, like you said, and I just thought it was great how he handled me. I think it's great. Well, I have to tell you, I have to tell you, Patrick, I don't think there's an accident. I think everything happens for a reason. And you kind of came along, and I didn't realize this to the end because the radio show was coming up. We were closing on your mom's loan. I'm thinking about what a perfect, perfect fit for this woman, what it's going to do for her. And to be able to share it on the radio to the listening audience, I'm really appreciative to you because uh, this is a win-win-win all the way around. Would you agree, Harry? Oh, without a doubt. Perfectly said. It's absolutely true. I remember where we started here. I mean, without the reverse mortgage, this would be a whole different uh, situation. And Patrick, I think you'll you'll acknowledge not not very pleasant for your mom. She she wanted when when you're not here, Patrick, John makes certain declaratory statements like this helps people stay in their home, people that want to stay in their home and not have to sell their home. This did that. Correct. Nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Not only just stay in her home, she's going to have a great quality of life. Correct. For the rest of her life. Correct. And she has. I told her you, you do not have to worry about anything for the rest of your life. And John made that made that possible. Absolutely. It's fantastic. Five minutes left in your program, and, John. Should yeah, and as and you know, uh, it just happens to be, and I was excited about this show, but as I said, with the fit of this particular product. But what I was thinking about with Patrick, you, uh, I never got annoyed with Patrick. As a matter of fact, Patrick is the type of client I would like for every client to be. I want people to have questions. I want them to question the product. What, why is the cost this? 
what do I get for that? How many different features are there? What's the best way of designing this? And, you know, sometimes I feel like uh, putting a puzzle together or I'm kind of an architect and trying to maximize this program because, uh, you know, the, the majority of all retired people are on fixed income. And what I'm trying to share with them, if your life's not working for you, if you're looking for a little more cash flow, if you're looking for a few more options, you need to look at your home as equity. You have equity in your home. The only thing we do is you are permitted to take a portion of that equity and use it for yourself. As Harry said, it's there's ta- these are tax-free from a reverse mortgage, which gives you great ability, especially if you have other assets and sequence of return risk. We could get into that whole arena, but, mm-hmm. but the idea is the flexibility of this to be able to, you know, take Patrick's mother and sit there with her and say to her, you know, yes, you can, you know, you can. You can stay in your home for the rest of your life. And as Patrick said, and you're going to be comfortable because this is all set up in a way that, you know, the taxes, I say escrowed, but it's not, it's not literally true, but it is sort of the um, analogous to that. That's all taken care of. It really, Patrick, it takes, it takes all the heat in the world off, doesn't it? Absolutely. Hey, like I said, I could sleep better at night because I know she's stress she's stress free now. Because she this this was a part of her life that was really I could see it. I could see in her face, I could see her lifestyle that she was stressed about these things. About the taxes, about the finances. Now she doesn't have to worry about that. And I could automatically see the change in when I when I talk to her, her voice, she's she's so much more comfortable now. It, within the last twenty four hours. It's crazy. I, I get to see the change already when she talks to me. How happy she is. How about that? Let me know. By the way, refresh everyone's memories, and some folks may have missed the announcement in the first half of the show. That's why I refer everyone to the podcast because there was a lot of important content. If you are thinking about the reverse mortgage right now, make sure you listen to this entire hour because it isn't just Harry agreeing with John and John being our expert and John saying what he says. You're hearing from a real live person that just went from went through the process with his mom. How long ago did this actually take place? What short time ago? I would say we started the communication about two and a half months ago. Now, you got to yeah. understand there's always a lot of communication before you do anything because you're getting a feel for the product. So there could be two, three weeks of doing that before getting started. But I would say six, seven weeks from the beginning of it, Patrick, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's another thing, too, when I mentioned before the timeline. Every time we spoke, the further and further, we, the closer and closer, I mean, we got to, to the end. John, John would say, okay, about 46 weeks. And it was it always fell on that timeline. But, yes, I would say about two and a half months, but... Like I said, everything that he said was going to happen in the whole process happened. And it was a, yeah, it's, it was a great process, a great communication uh, process yeah. throughout the whole thing. Two-minute drill, closing comments all the way around. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, let me just say one thing, and I'll let Patrick say something. Yeah. But it's usually four, four to six weeks from the time of the appraisal. That's yeah. I use that as the benchmark for starting because prior to that, uh, I could be working with somebody for a month, two, three, four months in conversation to try to yes, no, whatever it may be. 
Patrick, uh, closing comments, and I want to thank you very much for coming on, and maybe in the future, maybe I could bring you back. Uh, absolutely. I have to say the whole thing, the whole thing was a great experience. Like I said, and you had said in the beginning that uh, people have, it's a misunderstood process. But once you get to know it, uh, once you get to understand it, it's especially for my mother, it was a no-brainer. And uh, she she wants to come. We're having her over for a uh, celebration dinner on Sunday. And uh, it, it's just a positive thing. She had, like I said, it changed her life. It's I can sleep easier at night. It's It's has changed her for the rest of her life. She has nothing to worry about. And I thought it was a great experience. But more so, it was a great experience with John. I'm not sure if I was dealing with anybody else, would I get this warm and fuzzy. But just dealing with John, the way he explained it to me, we developed even outside. We just developed the relationship. I enjoyed talking to him, and I hope he enjoyed talking to me. (laughs) And you can tell, Patrick, he really did. The end of the show is here. Brian Kilmeade wants the microphone, so we have to say goodbye. John, thank you for an outstanding program. We'll reconvene very, very soon. And Patrick, congratulations to your family. Thank you. And thanks for having me, uh, Harry and and John. Thanks for inviting me as well. You were terrific. And John, talk to you real soon. See you, my friend. Well, our time has come and gone. Uh, The rest of the lineup straight ahead. We are working nationally today for Fox News Radio all across America. Very exciting. 3 to 6 p.m. today, filling in for Guy Benson. Also doing so on Monday as well. 3 to 6 p.m. all across America on all the Fox News Radio nationally syndicated uh, affiliate shows and stations, rather. Brian Kilmeade is here live and local tomorrow at 